0: Welcome to the Lakeside Hotel, your special place, and thank you for tuning your TV to our special guide channel.
1: That's right. The town of Solid Hill boasts spectacular sights and wonderful attractions that will give you memories for a lifetime, no matter how hard you try to shake them. First, a few notes about your room. One, don't worry about the sound of weeping machinery that seems to emanate from the world around you. That's just our historic heating system. There's no need to phone the front desk. Second, the walls may ooze pus from time to time. Please try to keep your children
0: from ingesting this substance as we have yet to discern its origin.
1: And finally, if the hotel's walls seem to be shifting around you, you might be spending a little too much time at our world glass bar. <laughs> Whatever the case, please avoid any gaping holes that appear out of nowhere and beckon to the darkest, most secret parts of your mind. Per your rental agreement, we waive all liability
0: if you decide to leap down one of these holes and discover some horrible aspect of your past.
1: Now that the formalities are out of the way, let's take you on a grand video tour of our beloved town. Starting with the fam... The <laughs> fam... <laughs> what is that? What is
2: that? <laughs> the happening to me! Marry me! Marry me.
1: this is uh, gary butterfield
0: my name is cole ross
1: and you are listening to watch out for fireballs that is a retro video games podcast
0: and this week we are talking about the video game silent hill 2 which is a survival horror game that was developed by team silent and published by konami for playstation 2 in 2001
1: that's right uh the, the game cast you as james sunderland you're a depressed clerk Who's summoned to the town of Silent Hill? Um, by a, you find a letter from your your wife, who you know to be dead. Um, you have to explore the abandoned, monster filled town uh, while trying to solve the mystery of why you're there.
0: Now, most of the game is spent finding items and solving puzzles. You know, there's a combat element to the game, but it's much better to avoid combat uh, if, if at all possible um, because a it's not that great, and b resources are kind of limited.
1: Right in the the kind of typical survival horror, you know, mode. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Sun Hill 2 is very well received and is considered to be the high point of the, the series. And I would probably hazard, you know, probably the high point of the genre, if not, <laughs> you know, the high point, but probably tied at least.
0: You're uh, you're, you're 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 tilting your hand a little bit. We're not supposed to lay on the effusive praise
1: just yet. This yeah. is this
0: is the fact portion of the podcast, Gary. I thought
1: it was okay. It was <laughs> it's all right. Fun. Whatever.
0: I agree with you. You're, you're, what you're saying is factually correct, but... It was whatever. <laughs> uh, so. the, the, the game uh, was ported to Xbox and PC as well. Uh, chances are you'll be able to play it. Um, as we record this, the, uh, the, uh, the HD collection is coming out uh, tomorrow if we're going to be dating this. So if you're listening to uh, this, you can go out and pick up the game on a, a modern current day system and uh, play it uh, in its full HD glory. Some of the versions, they come with a, a special scenario called Born From a Wish that casts players as Maria before she meets James.
1: Yeah, I, I've uh, I read about that online. I did not have the the Xbox or PC version. I played this on PS two, um, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But that seems to be a bad idea to me. Like, does that seem to? Have you played that?
0: Uh, no, I have not. But I've read the plot synopsis.
1: Okay. Is I, know, uh, I mean we'll, it, we'll talk about it later. But that seems wholly <laughs> unnecessary to me.
0: It, it, it's it, it does serve a plot purpose. It really does.
1: Okay. Well, we should we, we should touch on it just a just a tiny bit then. Yeah. yeah. Even if we do it off mic, because I I am curious. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, we'll get to that with the plot, uh, which we can start talking about now. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, so so the backstory of the town of Silent Hill is, is a lot to go into. So we're we're just going to kind of leave it at uh, it's this haunted place, and it exists to, to torment anybody who, who's there.
0: Now, as we mentioned before, James Sunderland is in Silent Hill to find his deceased wife, um, who is apparently alive and waiting for him in their special place, uh, despite the fact that he watched her die of a, ter- of a terminal illness. Uh, he very quickly meets other lost souls, including a woman named Angela, a man named Eddie, and a little girl named Laura, and then um, ultimately marries doppelganger, or seemingly doppelganger, Maria.
1: Right, and and remember that phrase, special place, because it's kind of, uh, it's what TV tropes would call uh, arc words uh, for this. Um, the town, you know, is, is, is a haunted town, so it's crawling with monsters, um, the most horrifying of which is the Red Pyramid, which is this seemingly immortal, uh, you know, gaunt, muscular man with a giant metal mask that's shaped like a pyramid. He's commonly known as Pyramid Head, and uh, he chases James down and murders Maria several times
0: violently like just yes. over and over again yes.
1: and, and murder murder is one of the least of his crimes <laughs> exactly like, he, we're gonna he, he, we're
0: gonna get to some of those uh, special yeah. circumstances throughout the course of the game you find out uh, that everyone else uh, is being tortured for some act of violence that they committed in the past um eddie is a sadist who kills people for making fun of his weight because he's kind of a big dumb goofus um, Angela is racked with trauma after killing her father, uh, who repeatedly raped her. Um, and just right. a bunch of, and, a bunch of taboo stuff like that.
1: Right. And the, the, the terrors that that Laura perpetrated the little girl, we cannot go into here. <laughs>
0: no, we cannot, but
1: no, that, that is not true. No. Um, she kind of serves as, as the one innocent in, in the town. Right. James eventually discovers that he's no different than these, you know, maniacs, uh, that are sharing his home with him. Um, uh, Mary is dead, but she didn't actually die from her illness. He suffocated her with a pillow. Oh yeah, spoilers. So if you haven't played this game yet, you should go do it, um, but we're going to spoil the shit out of it. After coming to this realization, he uh, decides that he needed Pyramid Head and Maria to punish him for his guilt, but that's no longer the case. He's, he's ready to move on.
0: Now, what's really cool, and we'll talk about this as we go along, um, is that the game's ending is not affected by, like, one choice, like you would expect in any game with multiple endings, but actually is determined by your behavior uh, throughout the game. Uh, you know, James, he can leave town with Maria, you know, who will eventually take ill, like Mary. Um, which, or, which is amazing. I love that. Like,
1: I, I love that. That's my favorite <laughs> ending. It's not the one I got, but that is the, the best, like, one of the best gut punch lines.
0: Yeah. Uh, better do something about that cough. Yeah, um, holy,
1: holy shit. Like, I, I watched <laughs> that online. I was like, man, why did I not get that ending? Like, that's so good.
0: Uh, you can also be forgiven by Mary um, and leave town with Laura, uh, the little girl uh, who turned out was in the hospital uh, with, with Mary and, you know, knew her and was talking, thinking about adopting her. Um, there are a couple of other endings that are, like, weird. There are some, like, special, like, you can gather artifacts to resurrect Mary like on one of them but uh the saddest ending uh the one that that is actually considered to be canonical uh has James unable to cope with his guilt uh loading Mary's corpse into his car and committing suicide by driving into into, into uh, Lake Lake.
1: Right the, the the slowest and least efficient form of suicide. Like that is the the measure of self-hatred. <laughs> exactly. Is that I want to panic in a sealed car underwater. <laughs> like, good night. <laughs> Like so, and that that is also. I would have also been satisfied with that ending. Yeah. If I got that, I was sad that I got the happy ending. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> again, you know, reference last last episode. That's just who I am.
3: Oh. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. So so we'll talk more about the plot and kind of touch on gameplay things as we go through. Um, we're not going to cover every tiny little bit um, because we both, uh, you know, Cole has played this game many many times. I played it for the first time, but really loved it. So we probably have too much to say about this game so um we're gonna try not to touch on everything but uh we'll we'll just get started with with a really really memorable opening sequence um and i you know you start out in this uh in this bathroom and it is just like the grossest you know scummiest looking bathroom (laughs) um you know james is looking to a mirror you can tell like initially you know right away that he's very haunted um there's kind of this off camera angle and uh you can just kind of tell you know it sets the tone for the whole rest of the game
0: it's got this rusty urinal, like just just out of focus in the in the foreground. That's uh, great. I love that opening shot. It's uh it's amazing, um, and it leads into a just as memorable of an opening kind of like sequence where you take control of James, um, who if you you know try and go back and leave Silent Hill, uh, you quickly discover that he's essentially suicidal. You know, he says things like, oh, there's no point in going back. I uh, said, you know, if you examine his car, he says, oh, there's nothing worth taking. The only real option that you have left for, you know, for yourself is to wander into Silent Hill because the roads are closed on this long, winding, wooded path.
1: Right. And I and I love this uh, this this sequence um, because it goes on forever. Like it's a real subversion and and mood setter. You know, it's a real intentional design piece is that you're walking down this hill And one, um, you know, it builds a sense of like loneliness. Like you don't see any signs of habitation. You don't see anybody else for a really long time. And I mean, you know, like a couple of minutes, like it's a really long sequence. Um, But two, it builds tension. Like you you hear things off in the distance Um, because, you know, video games, you expect things to happen. (laughs) Like you you do not expect to start a game and immediately spend, you know, two minutes walking down a boring, uh, you know, path. Not boring, but like a, you know, without anything to fight or any, you know, any puzzles to solve or any items or anything like that. There's damn near nothing to do on there. And that's, that's great. Like when 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 it dawned on me, and this is also where they introduced the the camera, which is, um, it's not fixed. It's not like a Resident Evil thing where you have a, a cinematic view. Like it swings around, but you have no control over it. So, um, you know, at first I was—I was, I was initially—you know—it took me a couple of minutes to adjust to the temperature of the water, so to speak, and 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 not be annoyed by the fact that I couldn't. You know, I wanted to see what was out there, but the camera is floating a few feet ahead and above of me, just looking at me. So it limits what you can see. It puts the focus on on your character, and you you, you spend a lot of time just staring at your character's face while you run down this this path. It's really memorable and really awesome. And there, it kind of uh, there's echoes of it later in the game as well.
0: It's an excellent design choice because you know the the essence of horror is like deciding what to show you and what not to show you, and mm-hmm. you know the, the the fact that you know the 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 designers assert so much control and can put so much you know cinematographical. You know, effort into it and just so much care. Uh, I don't know cinematographer is, is a word, but you get you get I'm, what I mean.
1: I'm certain it's not. <laughs> I'm certain. Um. it's not.
0: No, no. But just a, just a c- c- cinematographic. There we go. Right. Um, yeah. Just the, just that kind of effort and care. I mean, just there's just so much is said in those in those camera angles, and and uh, and then a lot of the camera angles. And in fact, you can't assert control over the camera. You can press the you can press L two and oh. get the camera behind you. But no, I did not realize that. Yes, you can. Um, but but like what's awesome is, you know, by, by showing you like walking into the camera, you can see like safety getting further and further away behind you that. And there are also like these really paranoid, like claustrophobic, you know, camera angles where it's like showing James running like, you know, like, OK, the camera is fixed in the woods. Well, what's watching him? Well, right. well, me, but is, is it something else? Is this like a surrogate viewer, you know, some kind of force that's off in the distance? And I mean, let's not forget the sound either. I mean, you hear like dogs running around, you hear just uh, all kinds of just eerie, eerie
1: sounds. It's it's really confident. Like th- this whole <laughs> beginning is very confident on their part. Like, you know, it had to had to have been considered a risk and, and they you know took it really briefly. Which is awesome.
0: And they have a little bit of exposition because you you stop into a graveyard and you find a, a strange woman named Angela who you know tells you, like, you might want to turn back because this town is dangerous. And both of you seem just bound and determined to go there because you're both looking for somebody.
1: Right. And this this is the first... You know, I have very few uh, negative things to, to say about the game. And this is one of the first kind of things that I, I wasn't crazy about. I, I got a little bit warmer on as it went, but... Um, you know, some of the voice acting in the game is not great, and that, that's kind of a survival horror trope, and it's it's semi-justified. And I didn't like Angela's uh, uh, voice, you know, very much, or that that conversation. Like, I, I felt like James is really stiff; she's really stiff. It's really, you know, it doesn't quite work. Like, I knew that the game was going to be dealing with important things, capital I important things, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I felt it was a little underserved. By that, there's arguments in in both cases, you know, for, for and against it. But it, ultimately, in the end, like I think I would have liked it if she if she was a little bit better.
0: Um, they they redid the voices for the HD remake, so I'm interested to go back in and play that uh, again tomorrow and see if they if they managed to improve it. Um. You know, I, I generally am one of those people who argues for, like, the, the, the effect that the bad voice acting has, you know, be, just because you could say that they're both just so self-involved that they're hardly engaged, that they're both just kind of in, in their own heads. But ultimately, it's up to the viewer, or the listener in this case, to determine if it works for them, and I can completely understand somebody thinking that me saying that is just trying to justify them <laughs> getting the intern to uh, to do the voice acting, you know?
1: Yeah, the... um. <laughs> You know, I knew it was an intern. Like they just—they have the same people who do the motion capture. Yes. Do do the voices. So I just—I wonder if you know, and and it feels intentional. Nothing in this game feels unintentional. I just don't know if I like the choice. Right. I don't think it was an accident, but you know, it's not my favorite favorite thing. But it it kind of sets the tone. It's nice to see that you're going to be interacting with people in the game, and later on, you know, as much as it's very much as James's story, like it would be way less powerful without these people to bounce off of. And I'm really glad, even though you know I kind of have problems with both Angela and Eddie and Laura as uh, as voice actors, <laughs> um, I I'm glad that they're there because it lends some some depth and complexity. Yeah. that's gonna follow?
0: so you continue into the town itself um which it has the trademark fog happening and you see this uh, shambling figure in the distance that is leaving a trail of blood behind it and like any rational human being you decide hey i want some i want some in, you know some of that action
1: yeah yeah <laughs> this is again like and 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 it's it's no coincidence that a lot of the things that you know kind of gave me pause or near the beginning of this game because i think this game ends a lot stronger than it begins, even though it begins very strongly. Um, but I, this was another thing where it's like, I knew from a video game standpoint, like I had to go follow the fog monster, but I did think like, why are you, you, know, why are you doing this? Why am I not looking, you know, trying to find this special place? Like I know where it's at. I know it's, you know, the hotel. Why am I not just making a beeline for the hotel? And later, you know, there's all kinds of probable and improbable barriers between you and the hotel
3: mm-hmm. that
1: makes sense. But I kind of wondered why you were chasing the fog monster um once you get to him the payoff is pretty cool. Like, you know, he's he's in this kind of like dump and you know, you eventually get to do this kind of beat down um with him which is which is satisfying. And one of the things I really like that and I'm glad I noticed it with the first monster is that uh you know, like when you use your your melee weapons on a guy and he's on the ground, if you keep pounding him, he'll keep screaming forever. Like he never dies. If you just stand there pounding an enemy that's on the ground long after he's ceased ability to move, he will scream every time you hit him.
0: I think that effectively, with that, like the the the, the most deadly weapon in the game is James's boot. Like unless yeah. you, unless you stomp on an enemy, it will not die. Right. So that is your pro tip for this uh, for this for this uh, show.
1: One of the things we didn't, uh, didn't mention, um, and it's actually really cool is when you start the game, you have a choice of difficulties, but you can toggle the difficulty for combat and for puzzles separately. So if you are interested in, you know, combat being tough, you can crank that up. If you just want tougher pu- puzzles, you can crank that up, but they're, they're independent of one another. And I've never seen that done before. Like, is, can you think of another game that does that?
0: I cannot. In fact, the only other game that I can think of that does that is Silent Hill 3.
1: Right, that, that, that was awesome. Like, that's a real. I wish more games would do that because there's so many. You know, we're uh, getting you know slightly ahead, and we're you know I'm playing Torment, and I'm talking about it with people on Facebook. And the if you could do that with, with Torment, it would be you know there'd be religions based around it because <laughs> like you wouldn't have to deal with the combat at all, and it would you know it would be a perfect game, but because because you can't toggle those difficulties separately, um, it's not quite there. And that was a really cool touch. Um, I played on normal for both. Um, and in, in the end, like, I think that playing it on easy combat is not going to hurt you at all. No. If you just want to get the story, like the the combat is no great shakes.
0: No, the combat isn't what you're there for. That's not the meal. That's a,
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: that's a distraction. But what's awesome though, like about the enemies and why you're going to want to, you know, encounter them at least once, um, is that the enemy design in this game is fantastic. Every enemy is this kind of like sexualized, um, weird flesh creature. Um mm-hmm. like this the, the this uh the, this monster that you that you first fight is the is is called the patient, and uh it's got this kind of like feminine bottom half, but the top half is in this uh, uh straight jacket of flesh and if you're uh a, a small distance away, it kind of breaks in half and then shoots acid at you um, right not very many enemies in the game, but each of them has enough care put into them but yeah,
1: that's what exactly what I was gonna say is there's yeah. only like five things you fight, you yeah. know or so, but they're all really cool and they're all really well designed. Yeah. Um, and they all have that psychosexual angle to them. And we'll, we'll get more into that as it's revealed in the plot. But it's there for a reason.
3: Yeah.
1: It's not just, you know, people from Japan being perverts. <laughs> which, you know, it, it it is all all ties into everything yeah. really well.
0: What did you think of just kind of the part like the parts where you were wandering around the streets of Silent Hill itself?
1: Yeah, I, I like that a lot. The the fog effect. So I, I had my history with the series. Um I had attempted to play Silent Hill One and got turned off by, you know, just kind of its old gameness, you know, its unfriendliness. Um but it was really cool to to just kind of like the you know, the town is abandoned but looks lived in. There's enough, you know, evidence of, of habitation to where you know something is wrong. And uh that fog effect is just great. Like it just it's so un unworldly thick. You know, it's like thicker than any, any actual fog. Um, like I live in Portland and Portland turns into silent Hill all the time. There are tons of times where I'm crossing a bridge and I can't see off the bridge. Yeah, Like it just looks like a bridge tunneling into a gray waste. And, um, the, yeah, that's what I was reminded of. Um, yeah. so yeah, I really liked it again, like really enforcing that loneliness, uh, kind of theme.
0: Being that the fog is such a prominent part of this and they obviously don't want you to see very much, they put so much care into designing everything to be unique. There's I don't know if there is any repeated art or any kind of like repeated uh um, assets as you go along. Every kind of part of town has its own has its own kind of feel, which uh seems just ridiculous for how much they try and hide it.
1: Before, yeah, I mean before I figured out um that the map would tell me where to go, I was a little frustrated by their not telegraphing where you could not, could and could not go,
3: mm-hmm.
1: because I was still kind of playing it in in you know non Silent Hill two mode where I was trying to go into everywhere. Yeah, and there are several you know several just nondescript houses. Like I'm not surprised you can't go in there, but lots of places of business that I thought you know oh this looks you know promising. They they made a they made art for it. It looks like this unique little restaurant. Of course mm-hmm. I'm gonna be able to go in there. And uh, there's only you know again very few locations in the game, but they're all just very uh, like honed to a to a sharp point.
0: Another one of my favorite survival horror tropes, there's like a dead end blind alley that you can go down um, that has notes strewn about that serves as kind of the game's tutorial. Um, And uh, I love the fact that survival horror games tell their stories through notes that are left behind. Um, And these are some of my favorites, actually my second favorite behind the itchy tasty note in uh, Resident Mm -hmm. Evil. Um, But uh, they culminate just basically in saying, you could sit in the dark you know, and be silent if you want, but even that might not help you. And then it just goes, run away, run away, run away, right. run, away <laughs> run away, run away, run away. And just, uh, the, by this point, you know, because the time doesn't freeze when you're reading these things, monsters are all over you. So. Right. And
1: then that's a, a straight out of, of, Lovecraft thing. Like that, you know, finding a log of people who have gone before you Yeah, who, you know, who are doomed. Like there's a couple of real clear uh, parallels to H. P. Lovecraft in this, and they're not tons of them, but I can I can tie Lovecraft in anything, <laughs> um, and this is this is definitely one of them. Like survival horror, definitely borrowed that. So the the first uh, major location you end up at is a, an apartment building, and and the reason you're there is you're trying to get from East Silent Hill to West Silent Hill, and there's a connecting uh, the apartment buildings connect. Like that's the, the reason why you go there in the first place correct
0: yes, uh because the streets are you know cut off by these gigantic chasms or these big uh fenced in uh kind of like canvassed off uh tunnels, so it just right. the the town is obviously leading you into this location
1: right so so you end up in a hotel I have a like a unique to my gameplay experience <laughs> uh anecdote about this so my um there's something with my playstation two where um I have to in order to see anything, I have to jack up the brightness like crazy. And uh I did not it's been a long time since I had dusted off my PS2. So um I did not have that set. And in the town where it's relatively light, I could see everything just fine. When I got to the apartment, it was literally pitch dark. Like I couldn't see anything. And I thought that was intentional. Like I'm feeling around. Um and eventually I just got very frustrated because I couldn't find the door that led to the, the flashlight you eventually get. Um, because I couldn't see anything, and I was like, "Are they going to do this entire apartment in darkness? Like, am I, not, am I not going to see a thing during this entire? Like, how cool would it be if they designed it like that, and it actually worked? But uh, <laughs> clearly, it became you know quickly it became clear that it didn't work. Uh, but eventually, you do find um, a flashlight, and uh, kind of appropriate, um, it's on a, a mannequin that's wearing Mary's clothes. You've only seen Mary in kind of the beginning cutscene, so you may or may not remember this, but I feel like it kind of triggers, you know, as something you've seen before, regardless.
0: You also have in your inventory the letter that Mary sent you, that quote-unquote Mary sent you. Or quote unquote sent you, yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, you also have a photograph of her as well. Right. So, you so know,
1: if, if you have looked at that, you can see that they, these are clothes. Yeah. Um, so, but getting that flashlight makes a makes a huge difference. Um, and,
0: and not not to be all English major on this one, but uh, the 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 fact that Mary is the light that guides you through the darkness um, is appropriate. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Shortly after you, uh, you get you know get the the flashlight um you get to kind of one of the most memorable and famous scenes in this game and uh it's your first run-in with with pyramid head um and you know all you all you do is sit there and watch as he's like unequivocally like there's no no doubt about it um raping a mannequin (laughs) like there's no there's no mistaking it as any other any other thing
0: raping two of them
1: Right. Well, is it two of them, or is it one of those mannequins that just has two sets of legs? Well, no, and thus two sets of requisite vaginas. Well, all of the,
0: all of the all of the mannequins are two sets of legs. Okay. Yeah.
1: So is it, oh, is it, oh yeah, he's got two two sets of two sets.
3: Right. Right. right so,
1: it's, so 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 four x vaginas. Yes. Like it's <laughs> so so many so much symbolism, <laughs> um, in a game that's all holes and giant swords. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you you just you watch you know you don't you don't do anything it's not a fight or anything like that yeah. you just and you just go into a room you're not expecting it and this is this is what you see
0: and again back to the blue velvet camera angle it's it's you looking through the slats of this of this uh closet door and right. he he sees you and he starts walking towards you and the only thing that saves you is james has a handgun with him by this point and he fires a couple of shots at him and he goes away
1: Right. And importantly, that's, it's not, it's a cutscene that that happens. Yeah. Like, this is not a boss fight. You know, like, it just, it happens in the plot. And Pyramid Head doesn't leave as if, you know, he needs to. <laughs> like, he, he just kind of wanders away, if yeah. I recall.
0: Well, that's not your first encounter with him, though. Because prior to that, you see him on the other side of that fence.
1: Remind me of that. Like I, that, that might have slipped my memory.
0: It's like on the third floor, and you, 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 you oh walk, shit! You, yeah, yeah you're, you're totally right. Yeah, you, you exactly. Run to, no,
1: but I, I actually came to this before I came to that. Really? So yeah, you can do that in different in a different sequence. Oh no. So I saw him rape first, but I wish I hadn't because <laughs> the thing Cole's talking about is awesome. Like it's it's like you you just go down to this end of this hallway and he's just standing at the, you know, on the other hand side of this fence staring at you. That's and one of the awesomest things about Pyramid Head is that oftentimes in scenes where they're going to show him, they don't do it with a cutscene. No. So there's no introduction. Like he just shows up. So nothing happens. You don't like stay, you do know, stare and look into the darkness and you just go there and there's just this fucking creepy ass thing separated between <laughs> you and a fence. Just, you know, slender manning it up, like staring at you. <laughs> and just, it is awesome.
2: Just
0: being completely, completely opaque. Like, and just, it's one of the most memorable scenes. I wish that I had like a print of this. If somebody wants to do a gigantic oil painting, a pyramid head standing on the other side of that fence bait and that red goddamn light, I'll put it up in my apartment. Put it up
1: on the other side of your bedroom door.
0: <laughs> and never <laughs> sleep again. Never
1: leave the house. Um, yeah, I wish I had gotten that first. That's a way cooler first introduction.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the, rape, the rape scene's cool, although that does become his MO. And yeah. the, the, <laughs> like, like like most things, the internet has ruined it. So
1: Yeah, he, he is a serial
0: rapist. But uh, the, the, those mannequins, though, those freak me out. Again, not just because of the obvious sexual symbolism, but they, they stand frozen. And they mm-hmm. will stay until frozen you in your in your flashlight until you get close to them, like you said,
1: right? And sometimes they already have a source of light on them, other than your flashlight. Yeah. Like there aren't a lot of sources of light in the the apartment building, but sometimes they are lit up. But
0: just this this apartment building, it's, uh, it's so decrepit and it's so just so much squalor and everything. Yeah. Um. Yep. One one thing that is of like minor note, you find a uh, you find a newspaper clipping um that alludes to Pyramid Head, uh, talking about a man named Walter Sullivan. Um uh say he murdered two kids saying the uh the red you know the red demon was going to come after me get me you know things like that uh that is the backstory for silent hill 4 just as a okay. uh, fun fact
1: yeah silent hill 4 like I, this is the first game in the series i've played to completion i'll probably play more silent hill 4 had one of my favorite premises just reading about them yeah you know without knowing anything about it so um, <laughs> and
0: it's quick it's amazing how quickly it's squanders that premise
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate that's unfortunate um what is so um you know, As, you, as you're, you're going through here, one of the kind of repeated themes that I first noticed in the apartment, and it happens a lot, um, it actually happens when you first encounter the, uh, the monsters wandering around in the fog, is the, the camera switching to, to a kind of a medium third-person shot while James reaches into something. And you have to just sit there and be scared for something to happen to him. And that happens a, a lot here, kind of head-scratchingly. And um, maybe one of my least favorite puzzles in the game, Like you, you find a, a garbage chute. That has like just something in it. And and James doesn't say what it is. He's just like, huh, that's some interesting garbage. And you know, you gotta have it. So so the way you do it is you find a, a six like a juice can. Like a you know, oh, out of in this entire apartment full of heavy objects, you have to find a juice can to put on top of it. But uh you know, at the at the bottom when that comes through, that's another one of these reaching in moments. I think that's actually where you find the, the newspaper yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. But that's one of the very few like this game is not full of dumb survival horror. You know puzzles like you're not finding the the triangle key to get into the chess queen door or anything like that very often, but I thought this was kind of dumb. Yeah, do you have a do you have a, a justification of why it's not dumb?
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I okay. I do not. I, I I do have like some like some dumb puzzles that show up later that I love because they're completely off the wall. But yeah, you know. Um, but that whole reaching into stuff—I mean, it's the whole thing. It just if you if you look at this through the right the 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 right lens, or if you look at it through hindsight, just uh, James is just so self-destructive. And so you, the, the him reaching into these toilets and reaching into these uh into these uh like pipes and things like that. Just everything throughout the entire uh, throughout the entire game, he he obviously does not value his own life or well-being.
1: Um, one of the things we should touch on real quick, and and you know we're getting the the kind of goofy stuff out of the way. Um, You first meet Eddie in this, who's the other um, major kind of tortured character. And when you walk into the the room, um, he's vomiting um, loudly and will do it until you come across him. So I – and he's off screen and I was scared. I did not think it was a human vomiting. I thought it was going to be some kind of monster. So I'm slowly, gingerly exploring this room, which led to this guy vomiting for like a good, you know, 60 seconds before I came out and talked to him. And then he proceeds to vomit through his discussion with you. Yep. Like, he just is a never-ending torrent of vomit.
0: Yeah, he's like if if uh, if Chris Griffin grew up to be about twenty seven. Then...
1: Yeah, that, that 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 is it. He's just a a dumb guy. You know, did this guy ever think that people would stop making fun of him if he stopped dressing like a fucking moron? <laughs> like seriously, like you can be a man of carriage and and look like you you know you didn't buy your you know, like you did, like you didn't just grow with your clothes. Like he looks like he's just a ten year old who just happened to grow up with his clothes.
0: Exactly. It talks he like, like a big talks like a big old doofus. Looks like. Like a big old doofus dresses like a big old doofus. Uh, totally. There's a there's a corpse crammed into a fridge in the same apartment, and he he insists that he doesn't do it or that he didn't right. do it rather. Uh, but but uh, does later
1: protest find too that much. Out. You yeah. also, I mean, just this is kind of the sequence of this is kind of breaking down in, in my mind. But at some point, you know, just while we're talking about memorable apartment stuff, you find a, a TV with a with a corpse in front of it that's been shot. Um, later, this you know murder is probably. You know, it may, it may be whenever you find a human that's been murdered, it's very possible that's Eddie. Um, one of the reasons why this one may not be, though, is that if you look at this closely, it's the same model as your character.
0: Yeah, that was just like you find. Yeah, that was an accident, so, though, on the part of yeah. the uh, development. Well,
1: <laughs> in the, the, the making of video, they talk about it being intentional. Oh, really? Yeah. So so watch that. Like, I and mean, if you go to YouTube and search making of Silent Hill 2, there's a, a half hour featurette that was only on like released in Japan and Europe. Um, it came with one of the special editions of the game. And it's not you know, revelatory, but there are some interesting things in it. And they talk about that being intentional, even though I had heard of it being accidental as well. So I did not know if it's something was an accident and now he's trying to take credit for it because it's cool <laughs> or, or what the the actual truth is. Yeah. But it's still memorable for me. I noticed it. Like, I was <laughs> like, that guy looks like me.
0: Yeah. Um, even though he doesn't have a face. <laughs> <More> <laughs> right, right. Like, what would
1: I look like if I shot myself in the face? <laughs>
0: Jesus. No, I was thinking of um,
1: wondering every
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> but sp- speaking of that, you also find Angela, um, who I-, I love this scene when you find Angela in the in the apartment. She's uh, she's laying on the floor holding a gigantic knife, uh, looking into a mirror, just completely just gone and ready to do herself in. Um, and the music that plays in this is amazing. You know, James kind of you know trying to talk her out of it, trying to be the voice of reason. Um, yeah, I really like Angela's character. I'll, I'll go out on
1: a limb and say that. Yeah, and she, and you know, you talk her out of it and she gives you her knife, which becomes important later, um, in a really cool way. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. And and that's mostly the, the apartment you, you do some survival horror, you know, get the key from this room, take it to this room, but that's not really why you're playing the game, you know? Those are the the big you know important set pieces
0: yeah um the the biggest set piece is that you do end up having to fight pyramid head in the basement but really you're not fighting him you're just kind of waiting for the siren to call him away you can you, you can win this fight just by running around and avoiding him but
1: right you're, you're running out the clock and and, and pyramid head has a, a gigantic sword and uh, that is his his weakness is that it, you know even though it can can one hit you um, it takes him a long time to, to swing yeah. So you can use that to your advantage. Um, once he leaves, I, again, like, I love how he leaves with no hurry. Like is not leaving, you know, he's pyramid head is never in a hurry to go anywhere. Pyramid head don't care. Um, you know, and he, and, and he just walks into the water again, kind of echoing, you know, something that you, you know, may do later. Um, you know, and then the, uh, you're able to, to leave at that point.
0: And uh, so you get out and you get to uh, the part of Silent Hill that you want, which gives you access to the park, um, which is what you initially think is your special place. That place on the lake, it's, uh, it's, it's up there. And uh, you find somebody who looks like Mary.
1: She, she looks like Mary, but she's definitely like the, the, the horror horror <laughs> version of Mary. Like, so they're, they're really setting up a Mary Maria complex. Um and this and and not uh, not least of which because of her like vinyl leopard skins you know mini skirt <laughs> like she's she's you know she's pretty tarted out, um but it's a cool scene because you know you're confused she looks a lot like her and uh, and just kind of different in the, those subtle ways and she acts really off like I where you know where Eddie will act off or Angela will act off like it kind of rubbed me a little bit wrong at certain points like knowing what I know about Maria like I love how she acts and she always keeps you guessing as to what her like you know what her game is yeah you know what she what her actual motivation is
0: she gets really angry when you confuse her for mary and then she starts confusing herself for mary and uh it it gets it gets really really cool as you go along
1: right the um the park as like an actual place was kind of frustrating to me like yeah. this game does one amazing thing that i wish every survival horror game in the world would do and that's making exploration really methodical like if you wanted to be redu- you know this game is is an amazing story kind of attached to a door checking simulator, <laughs> because like you know ninety percent of what you do is check doors, but the game, hopefully on your little mini map or your map, puts a little X through every door that you've checked if you can't go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the park was really hard to methodically explore, and you don't need to. But I did not realize that you do not need to. Right. You know. So I'm still in kind of explore everything mode, um, and and going through the park was difficult.
0: It doesn't help that the camera angles are weird and it's easy to get turned around. Like even finding way, finding your way back to the street is very difficult. Um, and I found right. myself having to reorient myself, um, even just to walk the, you know, realistically, probably, you know, 20 yards back to, back to right. the main thoroughfare with, with, yep. you know, Maria and tow.
1: Right. And you you kind of think this is going to be like a, a real laborious escort mission, but it's really easy. Even with Maria, it's pretty easy to avoid the enemies. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're back on the hill and this almost just feels like a nod, you know, th- those enemies, like they're easy to get around. They don't really necessarily need to be there. It's not too bad.
0: If you would, like waste a single bullet on an enemy in the, you know, overworld of Silent Hill, you're doing it wrong. Right. There's never any reason to fight. <laughs> right. I I forget like what the, what the circumstances are, but you need to, oh yeah, you need to get to the, uh, to the hotel because, you know, Mary says like, oh, you know you should probably and oh i bet that was your special place the hotel right you know everything's suggestive oh maria Who says
1: that maria uh, well, sorry. What? That it's wait? gotten you cole <laughs> she's gotten you i'm in silent hill no uh,
0: um <laughs> what's that scraping sound um <laughs> yeah so you have to make your way through a bowling alley
1: pyramid hit. i've gone <laughs> um <dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun.
0: laughs> oh no
1: <laughs> yes um so at at some point also and we we kind of glossed over this but in the apartment you meet uh laura who's that little girl we were talking about and god fuck is she annoying (laughs) (laughs) like i i and the game wants you to hate her but it worked Mm -hmm. like i i thought she was really fucking obnoxious
0: yeah she stomps on your hand she kicks keys away from you and she basically tries to murder you later on
1: yeah she's just kind of like this little she's terrible yeah um, and later, this makes sense. Like, I've read some kind of, you know, put some of my own thoughts on the game together with some thoughts of others and justify this behavior in a way that that makes it make sense. But it it wasn't until after the game that I, you know, realized why she was acting like such a fucking little shit. Yeah. Like, why she was problem child. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> with John Ritter. Um,
1: yes. <laughs> like, this game is just a parable for problem child. Like, you're John Ritter.
0: God rest She's his soul. Child. He was really good at it.
1: You know, every other character is whoever John Ritter's wife was in that movie.
0: Gilbert <laughs> uh, <Little> Gottfried <laughs> is there. Uh, that's yeah. a whole problem. Pyramid <laughs> uh, Head. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. Uh, yeah. so, so how do we get to? That? I mean, the the bowling alley and the strip club, like those are nice little like uh, story beats. Eddie's eating pizza insatiably. You know, Is there a
1: murdered person in the mystery pizza place? No. You know,
0: I don't think that there is, but Laura likes Eddie.
1: Yeah. Possibly because yeah, they're for-
0: intellectual equals.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. She also likes pizza. <laughs> and, um, so that's what I'm guessing. Like, when I was little, I would have done anything for pizza. There yeah. were so many bands I got into, Cole.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. But- it's a, dark, it's a dark episode, Gary. Well, you know, it's, a dark, it's Silent Hill. It's Silent okay. Hill. Yeah. <laughs> but uh man, I love that Maria has the key to the strip club or the keys to the strip club.
1: Yeah, um, this this is one of the, the most obvious things where she's definitely trying to be a sex pot. Like she she reaches down, you know, in, into her is she keeping the key in her bodice or is she keeping it like she there up are her thigh? <laughs> like,
0: there are three keys. Reaches, Three keys. One is one is in her in her top. One is in her in, in her skirt, and, and the other is in her boot.
1: So like the, the three best places on a lady. <laughs> uh, and James muscle.
0: is trying to get peeks and stuff, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah he, he's definitely looking. Again, it's one of those weird you know moments where you lose control of him, and you get to kind of see what he's he's reacting. Like I don't know if this is a a, a thing that we can generalize about the game, but I feel like this game more than many others. Like my character. You know, the James and myself were separate. Like there were separate motivations for him, and I felt a little disconnected from them. You know, like like I've been replaying, and this might be side tangent stuff, but I've been replaying um, Resident Evil Two because I I like that game a lot, and I wanted to play it after playing this one. And uh, you know, your your motivations in that are just you know escape survival, so it's really easy to like identify with them. But this one, like I spent a lot of time paying attention to like what James wanted and how he reacted in a way that felt more separate you know than kind of a first person narrative generally does if that makes any kind of sense
0: it does make sense but i think that's why i like him as a character um just, yeah it's, it's
1: not a criticism like it's yeah. it's you know it's a story that's being being told it's not something that like i'm necessarily i'm i'm almost you know superfluous <laughs> to silent hill 2 and that's fine you know like it, it's it's nice to be able to 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 identify in the parts that you can but it's not necessary you yeah. know and there are parts where it's nice to have a distance like, these are all damaged characters, and, you know, being able to actually put yourself in the, the headspace of James would be nigh impossible. Like, uh, part of you has to, you get in, you get glimpses, but you yeah. don't get full-on glimpses into the void.
0: That's true. I just, there, there, there are there are aspects of him that you can choose to identify with or not, and I like how that feeds into the endings, you know? Right. And, I, and,
1: I, I mean, I, I agree. It's definitely, it's not, it's, it's a mixed thing. It's not, yeah. they just don't just take one line mm-hmm. through the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I, I think that you would really enjoy uh, Shattered Memories. Honestly, yeah, that's
1: the remake of the first one.
0: Yeah, that's the one that, well, like like this game watches you, like and you know determines what you you know like what your ending is. That game it modifies what you see as you are playing it.
1: That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll play it. Like, I'm going to play more games in this series after yeah. this. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, um, you uh, you get to a <laughs> get to a hospital. And is this another thing where you're going just to to get to somewhere else? I can't remember why you go to the hospital.
0: Um, I forget. Yeah, this is because chasing th- Laura. Yeah, you're chasing hey. Laura. Yeah, Laura. Laura okay. She you she, you she runs away from you in the bowling alley, and she runs into the hospital. And uh, you can't leave a little girl alone in this apparently dangerous town. So there you go. Um, right. And uh, this is you know the the hospital level is something that is it's it's requisite to a silent hill game it wouldn't be a silent hill game without a hospital level um and i think that this is probably the best hospital level in the entire series
1: right this this is this is uh super super fun um and 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 really good and again like this game doesn't have so many locations that it gets overwhelming like there's only three or four major locations so you're you're you know just just almost to the halfway point at this point for that um This is where they introduce the third, uh, you know, kind of enemy you run into, which is the really famous uh, nurse with the the faces made of kind of scar tissue.
0: And uh, this will uh, cure your nurse fetish if you happen to have one, Uh, because they they are very scantily clad, very, very short skirts, lots of cleavage. Uh, Their heads do this kind of uh, Adrian Lynn, Jacob's Ladder shaky thing as you walk up to them and they will club you to death.
1: Yeah, like a shale bridge cradle from uh, Deadly Shadows if you God. if you play that and that's how these things move. Love that. Um super you know super creepy. Um, really cool. And there's some cool um, again, you know, the the game parts of this and you know almost feel really, you know, there are a couple of really good puzzles, but most of it, you know, just a series of set pieces. It kind of play this game in in a real abstract way. It reminded me of playing a really good tabletop role playing game. Like when you're playing a tabletop game with some you know with a uh, uh, with a dungeon master <laughs> that, that's uh, that's really good they're kind of just leading you to really awesome set piece mm-hmm. to set piece, you know, and that's what this game kind of does.
0: The hospital, does, you know, it's it's not it's not lacking for any kind of set pieces, honestly, like uh, the roof. Did you uh, did, did you examine the diary on the roof?
1: Um, I went to the roof and, and had the encounter there where I got pushed over oh, okay. by uh, Pyramid Head. But I don't remember the, the diary.
0: Yeah, there's a diary in the corner, and you really have to look to find it. But if you read it, it, it it's a it's a diary of one of the patients who uh, is is trying to justify his own suicide. I think that that affects your ending if you read the whole thing. Um okay. There, there are a lot of things. Oh that... yeah, yeah, it
1: is. It is actually one of the things that affects the ending. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Again, uh, pyramid head out of fucking nowhere pushing you off a roof. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. No. Uh. No. No. Uh. Fanfare. Yeah. And that's how you actually you get into a room you couldn't get into before. Yeah, it's like kind the, of the, like you, you bust in through the ceiling.
0: The isolated the, the isolation psych ward kind of uh padded areas. Um, which right. I, I didn't like that from like a game gameplay standpoint, honestly, because yes, the the game does have you methodically checking doors, but you only arrive on the roof and you only get to that point by kind of blindly groping around. Um, right. I like I like how it leads you to that point because like when you get to the roof, the door locks behind you um right still it's just kind of like oh well, i guess i might as well go to the roof now because i haven't been there yet oh there we go
1: yeah i mean and but to be fairly like, that's kind of what survival horror is built out of I like know. you do everything you can <laughs> until you can do one more thing and then yeah. you do everything you can and yeah. you can do one more thing <laughs> and like, that's
0: that's all adventure games
1: right exactly and that's what survival horror games are yeah is it is adventure and that's why we love them mm-hmm. <laughs> um so you know they're adventure games with some some shooting that you shouldn't do
0: <laughs> exactly <So. laughs> i just it felt it felt more transparent uh, in in this in this part than i than I, I, I agree like
1: i actually i totally have i have in my notes like a thing about how this feels more linear than other survival horror games i've played yeah. even though i'm sure it's not mm-hmm. it felt more like i'm literally just going checking each room doing what i can in the room instead of getting you know a series of tools and figuring out how to use them right like i would get one thing know where i need to do it you know use it get access to one other area or i got one other thing move over to another so
0: and you know playing this like you, you know in in the context in the larger context of the series this probably is the most linear of of, of the games like uh, it has the least number of locations um, and it has actually the fewest puzzles of of, of any of the games. Um, the puzzles that are in here are really good. Like in the hospital, where you're where you're trying to gather the locks and the combinations for this crazy box, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. cool. And you're 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 uncovering like the the notes about this one particular patient who appears to be slipping in between worlds. Um, you know, for foreshadowing something that's going to happen to you here pretty soon. That stuff is pretty cool. Um, but in in general you're you're really only trying to follow one thread at any given time whereas in in in, in the other games in the series they're more they're more apt to uh, you know have you keep track of multiple things uh at once
1: right and and that's you know i have no no problem with that in this game because right. the narrative is so strong like i don't, you know like i said being kind of a third wheel to this game at points did not bother me right you know, whereas like that would be a, a death knell for like another game, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, it it did not bother me in mm-hmm. the end. A lot of a lot of the stuff in this game too, uh, you know, is justified by the ending of this game. Mm-hmm. So you know, my my entire like I liked it, you know, throughout the game, you know, in varying degrees. But everything that happens in the end recast everything that's in the the beginning, in a in a really really awesome way, you know, and made me forgive like a lot of things that were kind of annoying.
0: Definitely justifies itself, um, in a, in a, in a way that like only a really good horror story can. I think, right? Because of, because everything hinges on you know a, a secret and a reveal, and I could probably wax philosophical about why I think horror games are you know some of the most effective uh, games you know in general at evoking emotions. Uh, but uh, that 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 is neither here nor nor there at at this point in the discussion. It'll
1: probably be there. It'll be it'll be point. there. It'll
0: be there at some point. We're gonna we're gonna get there. But uh, yeah. I I love the genre and I love this game yeah. so goddamn much. Yeah. Um, one of
1: the, one of the things that happens here that that's you know kind of advances the the narrative and the kind of meta text is that you run into Laura again and uh you know she's been running through this monster filled hospital as far as you know you know dodging nurses. And you know, you say, oh, I can't believe it." You don't even have a scratch on you, and she's just incredulous, and she's like, "Why would I?" She's like, what? you know, and that's kind of the first hint that there's something going on, you know, there.
0: No, it's not.
1: R- well, right. If you
0: if you go back to the, uh, the 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 area in Silent Hill where you killed that first patient, mm-hmm. um, there's police tape up.
1: Oh wow! No, yeah. I didn't. I did not know that. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Yeah, little little bits of trivia. But you're right. It is the first indication that you are experiencing your own discrete liminal state.
1: Right. Right. And and that's awesome though. I did not know that. Yeah.
0: But yeah, you find Laura again and uh she, being the little shit that she is, um, you know, not seeing any monsters, locks you into a room because uh you are a fart face, she says.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: You are a fart face. And she locks you into a room that is filled with uh these monsters that are hanging in these metal racks Uh, and this is the boss fight uh for the uh for the hospital as uh the world changes over from foggy silent hill to alternate or dark silent hill
1: right right and she um you know the uh this is really cements her as problem child like this is something (laughs) that problem child would have done um you know and this is it's not that fun of a a boss fight it's okay these things are, are appropriately creepy like just you know animated medical Beds like that's what they are right, I mean that's what they they look like to me
0: they're animated medical beds, but they're also um echoes of what you're gonna see later, like the execution racks, like the right. gallows that they had, right. um yeah, so it so says something like that but uh it's it's similar to like most of the other boss battles in the game, which is you're in a, you are in a confined area with multiple things to shoot at, you move from corner to corner and fire your
1: gun, right, right, which yeah. is kind of the 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 boss thing yeah, um after doing a little bit more adventure stuff, uh you end up in the basement. Of the uh, the hospital, and again, like another uh, boss encounter with no no fanfare or any cutscene yeah. or anything like that. You just realize that Pyramid Head is chasing you, <laughs> and and you're in a maze with with nothing. Like you just have nothing to do but run. Yeah. And uh, it's awesome. Like Mar- Maria is running behind you, and um, you know she can't quite keep up. So when you get to the end, you get into an elevator, but she does not make it and right. gets uh gets run through.
0: Yeah, and you see it like the like you're holding the door open, and then you ultimately just have to let it close after she gets stabbed, and this right. is the first of many times that James is forced to watch his surrogate wife die again
1: and again. Right. So very very cool.
0: Um, what's awesome about this, and what I what I can say again as the as the series veteran, um, mm-hmm. that shift from Foggy Silent Hill to Dark Silent Hill that that only happens twice in this game. Actually, it, 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 wait. You shift once and then you shift back. Right. Right. In every other game in the series, like each of these locations that you go to, you mm-hmm. you 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 go through it twice. So in the hospital, in one and in and in three, you know, there's there's the light version, and then there then there's the dark version, and the dark version is more dangerous, has more puzzles, et cetera, et cetera. This one, there's so much restraint in how they do it.
1: Yeah, which I I'm like honestly, I think that's fine. Yeah. Like I I did not. Have this happen and want it to happen more, right? You know, I thought it was unique and cool when
0: it did. And in the other games, I mean, it's effective. You know, just uh, it's the series motif for a reason. Uh, you know, it has the bloody grating and the and the and the awful noises. But in this one, the alternate, the, you know, the alternate hospital. Yes, it's you know, it's it's darker and you know all of that. But really, what it manifests as is is uh you know a little. There's a little bit of like grating and there are more monsters, but there are canvas like sheets up over the walls, right? And right. so, like, he just kind of leaves you wondering, like, what's behind them? And it's just a more sinister, right. run-down kind of version of it, as opposed to being strictly malevolent.
1: Right, right. It, yeah, it definitely looked neat. I'm just glad I didn't have to go through every area twice. Yes. You know, with a darker <laughs> version. Um, so after, you know, you make it out of the... Uh, one, there's a really nice touch here after Maria dies, where after the cutscene... Um, awesome music, by said, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I actually got a note of that on my, my thing, and I wanted to revisit the music before the show and didn't get a chance to, but I can remember from my notes <laughs> um, afterwards, you kind of slump down in the elevator and uh, you know it plays, plays some music, and there's a long scene of the elevator you know moving, and then when the elevator opens, you're sitting in the exact same position, mm-hmm. like you haven't gotten up to you know to move or anything like that. So just kind of a nice little emotional beat.: yeah there I thought.: um,
0: James is one hopeless dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he, of course, he's hopeless. Like he, you know, he keeps seeing, seeing this woman die like over and over and over. Yeah. You know, at his hands or others. Like. So, so you finally you make it to the the historical society, and the reason you're doing so is because there's a boat launch there that will get you to uh the hotel which you ultimately have realized is going to be your your special place and uh the kind of like a historical society with a dark secret is the other like hugely Lovecraft craft (laughs) thing like like this you know my maybe my my favorite no maybe not my favorite moment in the, the game but one of my favorite things is this in this area when you eventually find the um you know, the, the way into the kind of hidden historical society, um, you have a, a kind of a echo of that first scene where you're coming down that path into the town where you go down these stairs yeah. and again, it goes on forever. Like I, I counted it and it's, it's a full, like 35 seconds, which doesn't sound like that much, but just to run full bore downstairs for 35 seconds,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like it goes on, goes on forever. It actually reminds me a lot of a specific, um, there's a, a Lovecraft collaboration that they did, um, that uh, Harry Houdini ghost wrote, and it's not very good. But one of the really cool parts is, that, you know, this guy gets captured by these cultists, and they lure him, in, lure lower him, not lower mm-hmm. him into a pyramid, and then they drop the rope that they use to lure him. And there's a scene where he's just staying there as the rope is just piling up, and it piles up to his waist. You know, with the implication being that he's so far down in the earth that it took that much rope. Mm -hmm. to get him down there and it's just a really cool and this game is you know about nothing but going down yeah you know and this is the part where this just constantly starts happening um and this is the first time where i saw it so super super neat
0: and it reminds me of one of my favorite books house of leaves um, specifically like the laws of physics just being broken and just this kind of chaotic architecture. There's a very right. similar scene in House of Leaves where they go down this uh, gigantic spiral staircase. It takes them days to get down it, um, and a person at the top drops a quarter, and uh, they time how long it takes for their quarter to get down, it. and they do the math, and they determine that the distance that it dropped was greater than the circumference of the Earth.
1: Right, it's yeah, non-Euclidean yeah. geometry.
0: <laughs> exactly. Okay. I just, I just love it, and like that, that kind of stuff, like you know, speaks to me and gets to me in a certain way. Like the, the kind of dream logic and the shifting geometry, and just kind of these assumptions of the natural world just being subverted in like a very non-obvious and non-called-out way, really, really gets to me.
1: One of the things that's subverted is that, uh, and when you're still in the actual historical society, um, <laughs> you can look at a picture of the founder of a. Uh, of the historical society and he looks like weird Al. So that's not something I expected. <laughs> My expectations were supported there,
0: but you're, uh, you're, you're still in dark silent Hill. So all rules are, you know, all, all rules are gone. All bets are off.
1: Weird Al is normal. Al. <laughs> normal. Al. <laughs> um,
2: yeah.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's also cool. You can see a picture. Uh, you find out that the pyramid head is an actual figure, uh, in the, in the town. Um, this goes back to, uh, the post, uh, civil war, um, it was part of the reconstruction. Um, the Toluca prison was uh, one of the places where Confederate soldiers were kept. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the pyramid head, that was the guys that the executioners wore. Um, right. So it, the, the, he is an actual figure in the town and not just something that is made up out of uh, James's subconscious, like all the other monsters.
1: Right. All right.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so, so you kind of go you know, further and you're getting into near the... The, uh, you know the almost the last part of the game where this is kind of a continuous like uh, a, this is a historical society kind of bre- like bleeds into the prison which kind of bleeds into this underground labyrinth and this is probably the longest section of the game um, it's also kind of you know kind of a pain to explore a little bit more than some other parts like it's very big the map is not immediately um, you know I didn't you get a choice in the beginning of the the prison where you can go one way or another. And if you go the wrong way, the map is not right there. Right. So I did not get the map right away, which was very frustrating because everything looks the same in this prison, more or less. Like yeah. lots of rows of cells. <laughs> Some of the stuff that happens in there is really neat, but I was frustrated by the navigation. I wish they would have just given you a map. The
0: the, sc- the scariest words in this game are "you do not have a map of this area."
1: Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just it, you know it just, it just becomes comes frustrating since this game is about methodically exploring you know, things as far as gameplay goes on yeah. um, the uh, game. So but, that was a little bit irritating,
0: but I love creepy prisons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prisons, hospitals, asylums, like <laughs> those are, those are all, that's what we want. I don't know like <laughs> um, so I love the prison I love the yeah. prison
0: um, some of the sound design in this is amazing um, you know not not you know nothing particularly dangerous about it like you know none of the cells are you know some of the cells are filled with like enemies that'll spray you with acid and stuff like that but uh, but in general you're just kind of trying to find your place it's it's home to um, a one of the most terrifying sequences in the game and also one of the most awful puzzles in the game yeah, um, yeah. Ter- terrifying sequence the cockroach room.
1: Yeah, you you go in go into a room and um you are you you pick up a you pick up an item or you check out um like a file or you turn off the light like what do you oh your flashlight just goes off. Yeah. Yeah, which is and you earlier you picked up batteries. So, you know, okay. Like I got this. Um and then you put in the batteries and the door is locked behind you and every surface is covered with cockroaches. Yep. Yep, and it is it is a panic moment. And one of the weird it took me a little while to come around on this decision, but like the pu- it's not a puzzle to get out. You just have a, a, a combination you have to put into the door and you just have to do it through trial and error. Yeah. So there's no, there's limited solutions. It's not as unfair as it seems like it is, but because of that, it makes it, it underlines that panic. <laughs> like you do not have agency here. This is not a puzzle for you to solve. It's not gamey. <laughs> it's just, you know, you've got trapped in this haunted cockroach room and you just have to keep trying combinations until you can get out.
3: Yeah.
1: You're no, you're no danger. <laughs> but it just it just looks you know it's just very creepy yeah well you can die
0: like if you if you like run around you there's no way to kill all the cockroaches like they, they, they damage you
1: okay yeah so maybe i maybe i got out of it before they did too much damage to me yeah like i kept making the damage reaction but i thought they weren't actually hurting me because it wasn't making my little uh, video screen oh, yeah yeah pause menu look worse yeah, hmm. you know, the times it happened. Well it's a real slow, awful death. I mean you, yeah. you, 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 you
0: put yourself in his in his shoes, in his in his shoes that are rapidly being eaten by cockroaches.
1: Right. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure cockroaches just like you'd turn on a light and then it would all go to the opposite corner. <laughs> but these are you know, demon cockroaches. They try to find the nearest these, fridge. These are cockroaches that all killed their wives and they're stuck inside. <laughs> you know? So they've got something to prove. You're their pyramid head. Oh, like you're no. just going around with the flashlight. <laughs> you know they've all stepped on their eggs or whatever.
0: <laughs> but fun, fun fact: uh, when you eventually do get Pyramid Head's um, uh, knife, and if, if you equip it and walk around with your light off, um, it makes a scraping sound, and enemies will run away from you.
1: Yeah, I read that after I, yeah. I played. I didn't actually do that, but that is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> um, and kind of an awesome subversion. Like you see this really cool weapon, and it's totally useless. <laughs> like it is just, It is so awkward. It makes you so slow. Yeah. It has such a huge wind up. It was really kind of ballsy of the game to give it to you and just have it suck.
0: Yeah. Well, but in order to get that, you have to solve the most awful survival horror puzzle game or survival horror game puzzle in the entire world, which is combine a horseshoe with a lighter and wax in order to make a manhole uh, handle.
1: (laughs) Handle. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's, it's like that thing in the beginning of The Longest Journey. That You know, it's just kind of like, oh, God. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know? but
0: it but it gets you into one of the coolest areas of the game in in what I think like like culminates in the coolest area. Uh, you know this this is the like my, my favorite sequence in the game. But this labyrinth where you're making your own map as you go along, um, is uh, is definitely uh, the high point for me.
1: Right. It was it was pretty neat. Like um, you uh you know you usually have a map and you won't map yourself, but this is kind of a subversion of that. So you have a relatively simple labyrinth that you map as you as you go and uh there are you know like there's a little area underground a little hexagon shaped area where pyramid head is just down there (laughs) and you know he just he's just around he's everywhere you want to be and uh you know so you're in a lot of danger and this leads to one of the really cool you know a couple of really huge story beats too yeah like in addition to being a really cool uh gameplay thing is uh you know one of the things is you you run into angela and get kind of her penultimate you know story thing
0: Right. She's trapped in this room that has like fleshy walls and there are these uh pistons going in and out. And mm-hmm. there's this monster that looks like uh these two undulating figures um attached to a bed frame by uh by flesh and uh it's menacing her. And uh she is just uh she you know, she says it so uh, daddy daddy no. Um, and you have to, uh, fight this, uh, thing. I've heard it called multiple things, Angela, daddy, I've heard it called a doorman. I've heard it called abstract daddy, but, uh, you have to kind of come to her defense.
1: Right. And afterwards, you know, she, she freaks out. Like after you stun this thing, she, you know, kicks it and bashes his head in with a television, um, which, you know, maybe the, uh, the way that she actually killed her father. Like yeah. I thought about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Once I, I you know, figured out that bit. Uh, and then when you try to console her, she's just, you know, you're only after one thing. Like, why don't you just take it just like he did? You know, it's pretty it's pretty clear what's going on here. Like it is it's not subtle, you know, and it, and it's not, you know, out of the kind of the sexual stuff in this game that could be described as subtle. I feel like this is not one of those things that doesn't make it less effective.
0: It's not subtle, but it's pretty fucking ballsy for a PlayStation 2 game in 2001. Totally.
1: Yeah, totally, totally ballsy and totally, um, you know, tasteful for a child rape. Yeah, scene. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel gratuitous or, or cheap. You know, I, th- you know, it feels pretty earned, and and uh, makes sense for how she's been acting.
0: Yeah, and uh, she 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 acts in a re- in a realistic way. Like you, you know, she 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 always recoils from your touch. And the thing is, like, she's in in, in some ways, like, depending on how you're playing, she's right. Because prior to this, you see M- Maria alive on the other side of some bars, and she's like, "Come and get me! I can't do anything through these bars." And it really makes you question your motivations. Like, okay, why am I going after Maria? Is it to save her, or is it to have sex with her? Right,
1: right, right. Mm-hmm. And she and that was a, the other scene I was going to uh, talk about where you where you go into that where, you, you know, that's a real pivotal scene. Like you you come across Maria again. She's alive and, and you know, you, you say when you first see her, you do the the Mary, you know, again, because you're confused. And uh, she's like, well, I'm not your Mary, you know, but I and he's like, well, are you Maria? And she's like, I'll be Maria if you want me to be, um, which is foreshadows one of the endings yeah. you know, to the game. And, uh, you know, she needs, you know, she can't do anything through the bars. The scene is shot. That scene. I mean, we're kind of jumping between two of them. Yeah. But um, that scene's really interestingly shot because. Depending on where the camera's at, it's not clear who's in prison. Right. Whether it's James or her. Which is a really nice kind of artsy little little set of direction um thing.
0: They did that in a Futurama episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with, with uh, the with the chicken lawyer. You mean the,
1: the one where um, Fry euthanizes his wife and then goes to Silent Hill <laughs> exactly. to, to be haunted by it? <laughs> Fry,
0: Fry, 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 he euthanizes uh, Leela and then uh, Zoidberg monsters chase after him, going
1: whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Zoidberg just I don't know. I was trying to think of like what Zoidberg would rape. <laughs> Come on, you're A dumpster An- answer that for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet, Steve, i'm D- sure D- google D- auto completes that D- like i D- sure. darts <laughs> yeah <laughs> dear google what was like? thousands of results oh no
0: <sighs> we're fucked <laughs> just set it all on fire and be done yeah, um, no, let's do
1: the ending where i carry you into a lake cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, god
0: um yeah but both of those scenes are really good um yeah. just and completely unnerved by 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 maria coming on to you honestly
1: yeah And you, and you don't save her, you know, spoiler, like you, you go off and and try to, to get all the things you need to get into her cage. And by the time you do that, she is, she is gone. Um, this also culminates in kind of one, you know, so everyone's getting their, their kind of climaxes here. And, uh, you also run into Eddie and, uh, figure out his, his story. You know, he's, uh, you know, he's been, he's been murdering people who he imagines are, are making fun of him. It's another, you know, everyone's perceiving something different in, uh, in silent hill. Um, and uh, yeah, you had to fight him. Yeah, you know, so if you can't talk him out of it or anything.
0: In a terrible boss fight because he has a gun.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 pretty tough. Like, yeah. and you you fight in this like pretty creepy meat locker. Yeah. Um, the meat is pleasingly unidentifiable, <laughs> in like a real nice like kind of amnesia, way. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the um, I read online someone interpreted that as the the bodies of Eddie's family that he has probably already killed, which I was like, oh. I it makes sense for him to have his like emotional character climax in a meat locker full of his family that he murdered. Yeah, like, that, I'll take that.
0: That does make sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: like uh, there's nothing really to suggest that, but you know, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I
0: mean there's there's no, there's no reason not to, or for the for that um, for that not to be a case.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, annoying boss fight, but you you do get through it. Um. And. If, when you we start getting English major about this, and some of this stuff I came to on my own, some of it I came to after reading um some other people's stuff, like the other people you run into in the game kind of represent different ways that you could be um dealing with with your grief you know once you find out what it is and and you know uh Angela you know is giving in to despair like when you first meet her, she's trying to kill herself um you know and eddie is is kind of turning to violence and When I first saw these people, before I realized that they had to be real people, that's what I thought everyone in town was. Like, I thought everyone was an expression of your, you know, one of your desires. Mm -hmm. Like, Eddie is the person who's dealing with, you know, his his things to rage. She's doing it through despair. Laura is doing it through, like, I don't know. uh, Like, what do little girls do? (laughs) Like. Doll houses, tea parties kicking keys yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know and and maria was the sex and these were things that like ways you can deal with despair mm-hmm. you know and that was my running interpretation for a long time which like i still thought i think is still pretty good even though i don't i don't think i'm ultimately right but i was really satisfied when i when i started feeling like that was where they were going yeah I was like, oh, that's, that's neat
0: it is neat and you know, just uh and the, the entire game everybody's on trial and you 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 get you, you get this idea that Silent Hill is purgatory and it's like a proving ground where you can either go into it, you, like you, Silent Hill is what you bring to it, and um, right. yeah, and it, you either rise above it and get out or you succumb to it, and uh, you know that's a, that that is a thesis that is proven in uh, in Silent Hill too, and, right.
1: and and Eddie and Angela both succumb to it, Angela yes. not quite yet, but um so yeah so you, so you leave the uh, the prison labyrinth society uh, area and you're just kind of magically back at ground level Um, (laughs) which which is cool like you've gone down so many bottomless pits like we we talked about it but there's no less than like four
3: yeah
1: you jump down.
0: one of which is your own grave right right, (laughs) which is
1: awesome yeah
0: (laughs) and the and the graves next to you are eddie and angela
1: oh I, i didn't notice that
0: yeah that's rad yeah so, so you're you're jumping down these holes and you're magically you're you're magically safe at the bottom of them, and then you're back at ground level again. The the, the assumptions of of the natural order being completely subverted. So, yay. <laughs>
1: Um, so, you, so you get out and you, you sail across the, the lake to uh, to the hotel. And uh, yeah, so then you're, you're, you're finally, you know, you're in the end game. This is the, the special place. Yeah. And uh, the hotel is fairly reserved. Like it's not nearly as big as the last area of the game. But um, again, you know, all the big kind of plot stuff comes comes crumbling down here.
0: Your ultimate goal is to get to room 312, which is the room, you know, the kind of the honeymoon suite area where uh, you and Mary kind of, you know, had your last happy moment together. Um, and you spend a lot of time trying to get there, uh, including you have to go down this elevator where you have to leave all your stuff behind, um, you know, and go into the basement uh, with not even your radio or your flashlight, <laughs>
1: One of of the things that happens uh, before that um, is that if you try to make just a beeline for the third floor, um, when you yank on the, it's gated. When you yank on the door, as you're leaving that screen, it plays Mary calling out your name. Oh no. Like it's super quiet, but it goes, James, like just as you're, as the screen fades out, it it was was an awesome moment. Like very chilling and and, very nice emotional beat. So the, uh, the, yeah. I mean, so you're, you know, you're going through this, this hotel doing, doing all these puzzles, like kind of an annoying music box puzzle like i you know i like the idea of music boxes only sounding good if they're all together and that's why mm-hmm. you're in that that basement sorry i, I cut you off there yeah
0: no, that's perfectly um, fine i mean because i forgot the i forgot the music box i just assumed you're, you're just wandering around trying to get x number of things so you can proceed to y
1: <laughs> essentially yes you're exploring everything until you find something new that allows you to explore more yes um which is the uh which is survival horror yep. um it's kind of cool because you you know at some point you know after uh you you shift into the dark world, and you think that you're you're shifting into a dark world because the, the hotel is there's evidence of a fire, and uh, it's really destroyed. Um, but then you realize that you already shifted into a dark world, and this is you going back into reality. Yeah. So this is what the hotel is actually like, and before that, you were just seeing it how you remembered it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and and the 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 thing that causes you to shift is James's emotional climax, which is he finds the video that was left behind you know of, of their of their special day and night together um and he puts it in and he sees her you know saying james you know let's never leave you know you promised you're going to bring me back and then it fades and it shows him smothering his wife in her hospital bed
1: and that's what that's what the game is about like that's what um you know and, and there's such a like a gut punch emotional moment like there's there's some hints as to what exactly he did but once you put two and two together to realize that James is being punished, the question then is what is he being punished for and it's not hard to to intuit that it's it's something regarding his wife, but I did not know exactly what it would be right you know through this because of all the sexual stuff, I thought it was a little bit more overt like I thought he had like cheated on her or something like that. Ultimately, I think this is a little bit better, and you know once I realized the sexual stuff came from you know his desire to do so. Like you, you know, you have a wife who is, who is bedridden, who's become this, you know, burden, mm. you know, for, for lack of a less mean way to say it. And, uh, you're going to lust after other women, you know, you're going to want more and not just lust like sexually, but, you know, when you look at Maria who at this point, you know, it's pretty easy to realize like is kind of an expression of, of what you would want, mm. you know, in a woman, she's not just, you know, uh, like a sex pot. She's also like, you know, kind of fun and positive, and, yeah. you know, um, kind of jokes around with you, you know, in a way that, uh, Mary probably didn't,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
1: during the last, uh, last stretches of her life.
0: Yeah. She's she's completely free and unfettered and, you know, mysterious. It's not, it's not right. a known
1: quantity like a, like a, like a wife is right. Mm-hmm. And and then I thought of this even, this could even be like a met, you know, serves as a metaphor. It's not intentional, but for kind of like for marriage, you know, in a weird way, like there are parts of me, like my, you know, my marriage is dissolving as we speak. And, uh, there are parts of me that are related to, to this in that, like, you know, I would feel guilty about, you know, lusting after other women or wanting, wanting more. Like, you know, this, this, you know, there, there are times and, you know, this is super personal, but I'm, you know, crazy candid. See my other podcast for, for examples. <laughs> um, I will leave it up to Cole's discretion if he wants to cut this, but like, you know, like I've, I've struggled with, you know, depression and so has my ex wife. And there are times in which like. You're with somebody who has a condition and it's not fun, you know, and all you want is something light and fun, you know, and, and that is a crazy relatable thing for me. Right. And that was kind of the moment, you know, once I made that connection, like that's what cemented this as, as a top tier kind of experience for me is it was just very relatable as, as a thing to to my personal life.
0: Did you go into it unspoiled?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. So I I had, I had literally no idea. I knew that there was Pyramid Head. I knew he liked to rape things.
0: <laughs> and, that and, was, and that's all I knew about that, Silent Hill too. And that was the extent of it. Okay, that's yeah. great. Uh so yeah. so you got the you got the most of the experience.
1: Yeah, and I'm um, I'm really happy I did. Yeah. So
0: and and, and James is he's 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 racked with guilt over seeing what he did. You know, because he right. doesn't know how to he he doesn't know how to contextualize it. He doesn't know you know what his motive was. And what's awesome and what's, and what's awesome is you know depending on how you view it and depending on how you interpret James's character, you know his his his, 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 his how his motivation completely determines how uh, justifiable it was. And you know, euthanasia is a pretty complex topic in general. You know. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, you can make an argument that it is, uh, that it was an act of mercy or it was a selfish act. And, uh, the fact that the game doesn't make any moral judgment and doesn't talk about, you know, the, 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 the reality of what he did, like, it doesn't say like this was wrong or this was right. It just, it talks about how James is treating himself for the thing that he knows that he did.
1: Right. Um, It's not, I mean, to me, it wasn't so much that it was ambiguous and it could be one or the other, but it was that it was both. Yeah. And like what he's struggling with is the fact that both parts of, of him exist, Oh yeah. you know, like he, he did it because he wanted to go bang other women and he did it because he couldn't stand to see somebody he loved suffering, right. you know, it, it's not one or the other, it's both. And, and that's, you know, that's how you make hard decisions. You know, something that I'm coming to in my life, like, you know, recently having made tons of hard decisions is nothing is, is a slam dunk.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I've never made a decision that has not been mixed. I've never made an important life decision that has just been, this was unequivocally a win right. for me. And I, don't, I I hope to think that that's universal. That's not just a <laughs> really sad thing to say about my life, but like, you know, I've never, I've never had that experience. And I think that this, that's true of, of this character too. You know, this was, it was a, uh, uh, a mixed bag, you know, to say mm-hmm. the least. Like it was a huge, huge, you know, uh, 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 you know, potential for, for getting his life back and getting freedom yeah. And a huge, huge, like ridiculous act of mercy, you know. It was like the biggest act. And some things are so big they can't be split into to right or wrong. They have to be, you know, sluiced down into right and wrong.
3: Right.
0: And just the fact that a video game is evoking this conversation um, speaks volumes, (laughs) I think.
1: Totally. um, Yeah.
0: For this game's uh,
1: worth as a uh, um, as as text, uh, for lack of a better word. Agreed. It's going to be, and you know, I hate to be the guy who always brings it back to that, but it'll be really interesting to see how these torment episodes go. <laughs> Cause I did, I just beat that. And that game has a lot of not similar in this, but it has a lot of heavy, right. you know, heavy stuff
3: mm-hmm.
1: in it that is that similar conversations can be had right. about that. Like there, there are, you know, and I, I, you know, we hate ourselves. We talked about this. <laughs> I hate being the guy who talks about video games like, they're changing my life and that they're, they're, you know, it makes me feel goony as shit, but like, <laughs> you know, both of those games, you know, maybe more than other, you know, other games I've played, like I can feel parallels in my real life,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and it just being able to relate to a, a piece of art like that, like, you know, it's just really, really powerful, you know, and it just, it doesn't happen that often. So it's, it's, it's cool that we can, we can point it out when it does.
0: Yeah. It's valuable. It really, it really, really is. You could talk about you could talk about motivations for why you play all day you know, all day long escapism or just something to do or et cetera et cetera but that's uh that, that that's a higher purpose that's a higher art it's not why we play video games not every video game does it, but when it happens just like with a good movie or a great book or a great person, really you have to call it out
1: right you and you to, and you're enriched by it yeah you know and and it's a communication thing like the best art is is a form of communication mm-hmm. you know like art one of the the big purposes of art is is to let you know hey i feel this way
3: Mm -hmm. you know
1: and and to as a kind of a unifier like be you know people respond to art they can relate to or that they can see something of themselves and even if it's really negative Mm -hmm. like you see something like um there will be blood which is you know maybe my favorite movie like i love that movie um it's incredibly negative and i'm not the the sociopath that's the main character of that movie Mm -hmm. but i relate to enough of what he feels and what he goes through that it really resonates with me um you know and that's that's really important you know, right. I guess, I mean, that's just restating what, what I already said, but <laughs> it is, uh, it is definitely, you know, this game is, is like a great book or a great movie in that respect.
0: And it's beloved. And there's still tons of stuff like Laura's last scene. Um, I really like that. Not Laura, Angela.
1: Yeah. Angela's last yeah. scene,
0: um, in the flaming staircase where it's confirmed that everybody is seeing a different version of, uh, of this world. You know, he it, it talks about, you know, it's hot as hell in here as she climbs up this staircase that is on fire. Uh, with the knife that you, you know, took from her, you know, intending mm-hmm. to end her own life. Um and she says, you know, it's like this all the time for me.
1: Right. was a great great line.
0: Yeah. Or for me it's always like this. Yeah. Which is which is great. Love that. Again, awesome music there as well. Very evocative. Um and this leads into the climax boss fight, um, where you watch Maria be uh double penetrated by two pyramid heads.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like the feeling somebody is some terrible person's fantasy of some kind, like with with yeah. a
0: spear, don't be dirty. Just say yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> I, I know.
1: Well, it's, I mean, still my, like, my, my statement stands. Okay. So <laughs> some even worse person okay. um, than that first person that didn't exist. Um, so yeah, th- this is, this is fine. You know, at this point, like I, I really feel like the game kind of climaxed before this with so much yeah. kind of power and this mm-hmm. lead up to the, to the endings, like the endings are, some of them are very good, but this yeah. lead up is not great. Yeah. Um, this game should not have had a boss fight. Like you, you get to this point after you, you do this double pyramid head thing and you, you choose a hallway to go down. Um, you know, which is cool. Like it's, it's nice. Cause you know, he, symbolizes guilt. James is letting go of his guilt.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I like that, but the, the ending of this game should have been you walking down this hallway and you hear, uh, Mary read this monologue and, uh, it, it is heartbreaking. <laughs> Like it is so sad. It's not. Um,
0: it's it's not Mary reading a monologue. It's her side of a conversation with James.
1: Right, right, right. Like it, yeah. Just it's just her. But you you're not talking back. Right. So right. Um. It, it's a it's a memory, but it, it is heartbreaking. It's also the best acted piece of voice in the game. Yeah. Which is you know it just it doesn't you know stumble or or get goofy or anything like that.
0: She, she talks um, about how ugly she is. She just lashes out at James and. It just says, you know, James, please kill me, please, you know, end this suffering and all of this kind of stuff. And the the real awful part is if you stick around and listen to it for long enough, you hear her say, James, please come back. Don't leave me alone. Don't let me die, et cetera, et cetera. I'm afraid.
1: Right. And, Hor- horrible. Like <laughs> just like, oh you know.
0: And if you and if you listen to that, it it puts it puts it into context. No, she didn't want to die. She just wanted you to be there. And that does affect your ending. Right. And if you're like me and you want to hear every, and just and, and it's and it's weird because it plays into that gamer instinct to want to see every bit of see every bit. Why wouldn't you listen to the end? Right. You know, unless right. who, it was who, just who's too much.
1: rushing forward to like I can't wait to see when Kermit Head gets resurrected, and I get to fight a giant version of him. <laughs> like, who's getting this far in the game and and just like rushing past the past yeah. this to the boss, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, and I, I'm sure it was purposeful that they timed the hallway to be a little bit less long than the entire, you know, voiceover.
3: Right.
1: So you have to stop and and kind of wallow in it, mm-hmm. you know, in order to to hear the whole thing. Like, if you just run to the end or walk to the end, you'll get to the door before the end of the voiceover. But you have to intentionally stop and, and listen
0: that's
3: mm-hmm. so sad <laughs> sorry yeah. and, then um, you,
1: and then you fight a, a a shitty like a boss fight that would be shitty in the, like Resident Evil Zero,
3: yeah <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like,
1: like that, that's not quite true, but it yeah. it is a it is a dumb boss fight What's cool
0: about the boss fight is the story that leads up to it because depending on how you acted, you're either fighting Mary or you're fighting Maria. Right. And most of the endings you're fighting Maria, but, uh, when you first see her, she is in Mary's clothes. So you believe that it's Mary, um, you know, on the roof of the, of the, of the hotel. Um, but, uh, turns out that it's her. Um, and really just what, 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 what hap you know, what decides that is whether or not you, you know, believe in the illusion of Maria and want to escape with her or whether or not you held true to, uh, to, to Mary.
1: Right. And this is one of those things where it, um, it's lots of little, this is, determined, this is when your ending is determined. And uh, lots of little things that you do decide this. So it's, you know, wanting to be with Maria can be like spending time with her or not letting her get hurt or going back and checking on her frequently, um, which I did not do. Yeah. Like I, I stuck with Mary the whole time. Like I'm like, this is, you know, this is the person I want to, to meet. Like, you know, this Maria girl just kind of seems like this weird sex pot you know i'm still mourning my i'm looking for my wife it's inappropriate for you to be coming on to me (laughs) also there's monsters everywhere like you know i was not a big fan of maria like i like her as a narrative purpose Mm -hmm. now that i understand it in the game though i was not a fan of her and let her get you know slashed and shit right so the uh i did you know i fought her and and did not get her ending there should never have been a fight at the end of this though no there shouldn't not in any way should this (laughs) have you had to pull a gun. Like it could have been just a yes or no question or something. Like it could have been if they need some form of interaction, you know, but it is, or like another long hallway or another pit to jump down or something like it should never have been a fight. Right. And it's, it's a dumb fight. Like there's nothing to recommend it. You know, it's, it's the,
0: it's, it's the demon version of whoever you're fighting, uh, suspended upside down again in one of those execution racks. That's also a hospital bed and they shoot moths at you to stun you and then comes yep. over and strangles you with her feet. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's it. Yeah. just like, it was, it was dumb, yep. a bad idea that, but it's fine because then it leads into the endings and the endings yeah. are, you know, mostly really good. I mean, we talked about, um, you know, so the one, the one I got in my personal, uh, playthrough was the, the, the good ending, the, mm-hmm. the you know, where you leave town with Laura, um, and, uh, you, you, you visit Mary's grave and you're just ready to move on. And it's sunny and happy, and everyone is happy, um,
0: and completely inappropriate.
1: <laughs> yeah, t- t- terrible ending. Um, the ending you got was the was the drowning ending. Yes, right, right. Um,
0: exactly. And the drowning ending is 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 especially heartbreaking because you hear the full letter. At the, mm-hmm. at the at the and each in each of the endings you hear you hear the full letter. I think it changes depending on which ending you get. But in the end, water ending, you, know, you 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 hear the first part of the letter. You know, dear James, I wait for you in my restless, restless dreams, etc. But at the end, you know, she she talks about you know, I loved you. I loved the time that I spent with you. Um, please move on with your life. And this is taking place in a text scroll again with really great voice acting over the end. As you see the bubbles escaping through the right. As you're committing
1: suicide. That's the same voiceover I got. Okay. So I remember it being a little on the nose. So she's telling me to move on while I'm moving on. I'm like, okay, later. And then (laughs) I go, I go raise Laura. as like, we go get like a flat in New York and raise her with like my working buddy, drinking buddy. Frosty chocolate, a, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, Frosty chocolate
0: milkshakes.
1: Exactly. Everybody gets rosy chocolate milkshakes. Um uh, my favorite ending, so I, I watched all of them even though I only got one, um, is the the Maria ending. Mm-hmm. So this is the ending you know, spend I spent lots of time with Maria. And in a way, you know, it shouldn't condemn you that much. Like you you know, you have forgiven yourself for what you've done and you just want, you know, you want to move on and you're going to do it with this fucking haunted homunculus. <laughs> That, that is constructed of your, you know, your neuroses. For some mm-hmm. reason, you think that's a good idea. <laughs> um, and you're you're getting into a car, and she starts coughing, and you're just like, "Well, we better do something about that cough." And that that's God, is that a good line? Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, just like. And it, you know, I was talking about this with you over email. Um, that reminds me of like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. If you look online, there's a alternate ending for that. That takes place fifty years in the future. And it's uh Jim Carrey and he's old and he's going into the clinic. Okay. And getting his memory erased again. And the clerk looks through a log and it's just like every couple of years on the dot he does it. Oh no. And it's just he's doomed, you know, you're doomed to make these same mistakes over and over and over and over. You know, these things that attract you <laughs> to someone are always going to attract you. You're never gonna know. Yeah. You know? And that's like such a powerful metaphor for like so many things. Right. You know, like everybody, you know, I feel like a lot of people get stuck in like kind of destructive, you know making the same kind of bad choices over and over mm-hmm. and just man is that that a good line you know he's just gonna go through this whole fucking thing again yeah you know he's gonna get a couple years of happiness before she wastes away in a bed and he just has to he's just stacking wives like cordwood <laughs> <laughs> behind his the most tragic uh you know hospice that there is
0: i, I can't compete with that gary So, do you want to talk general positives?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like we probably covered a lot of this. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's let's talk about it because we both have clearly have a lot of really positive things to mm-hmm. say. Yeah.
0: Well, I think this game. I think this game still looks phenomenal. Um, I didn't get a chance to play it on an uh, HD like I, like I wanted to for this. Um, mm-hmm. But even still, in standard def on some of the shittiest TVs I've ever I've actually ever played games on, um, in these hotels that I've been in for the past month, um, it still looks amazing. The, the, the light and shadow effects are really impressive. I think the fog effects have gotten worse over time. Um, since they're obviously just kind of like particles that are, you know, they have a little bit of transparency and kind of float around in random areas. Like the effect is great, but uh, but in general, it like on a technical level, it doesn't look that well executed. But the but the fact that this really awesomely rendered world is being run in real time is impressive to me. And the shadows, you know, going back into like when I when I went to school, you know, which was like a a, a film degree essentially. I love lighting. Lighting is one of my favorite things. I will deconstruct the lighting of of any scene that you give me you know i'll say like oh here's how they did that what they achieved with this on the fucking playstation 2 is nothing short of a miracle
1: you yeah. know I, I do not have the technical context right. to, to have that kind of appreciation but did enjoy it
3: yeah
0: and so. just uh the just the, the 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 narrative things that they achieve with the light and even you know just the, the, the way that it casts shadows off of geometry and makes you think like oh god is that somebody coming out no it's just you know a piece of a piece of scenery that is casting a shadow off of your off of your flashlight very very effective and still looks great uh film grain effect you know it's a big part of silent hill um every You know, every one of them has had it, uh, definitely adds a lot to it as well. Um, they kept it there. You can turn it off if you want, but the game looks substantially worse without it just because it does obscure some of the bad, uh, some of the bad geometry. Um, another thing I really like, I mean, we talked about you're, you're on, you're on trial for Mary's murder, but just, uh, the references that they make to, to a lot of art, you know, there, there, there are things that I have discovered through Silent Hill by knowing that they are references. To, you know, that's that the Silent Hill references it. So, uh, Jacob's Ladder is uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. I uh, love that movie, it's my second favorite Tim Robbins movie. Um, and uh, you know, this, After def-
1: Sucker Proxy, <laughs> god damn it.
0: Okay, third favorite. <laughs> um, no, but uh, um, I, I, I discovered this game shortly before. Not shortly before, long before I discovered David Lynch. But this game is Blue Velvet, Twin Peaks, and Lost Highway all rolled up into one. You know, um, I,
1: I'm not like I'm not a huge fan of David Lynch, and I've kept that under my hat so we, we could keep doing the podcast and you won't just <laughs> like me. But, but but I I like this a lot more than I like works of David Lynch that I really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what it is. And maybe I need to revisit it. Like it's been a long time since I, I kind of decided that early on. Like I like Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I do not like Lost Highway or Mulholland Drive very much, and I've oh. not watched Twin Peaks.
0: Okay, I and, think and, Twin Peaks is definitely the, the the best entry point. The first the first yeah, season that, that, of that.
1: That's my that's my understanding, and and it's yeah. on my list to to watch at some point. Mm-hmm. There's a, a theater here in Portland that does um, does weekly viewings of it where they serve pie and coffee. Oh God damn ago. it! Um, <laughs> yeah, move to Portland, go. Cool. The um, but uh, I would have to start in the middle, and I can't have pie, oh. so the um,
0: yeah. Mm. yeah, so the allure is lost. But uh yeah so I mean that that that's one of the reasons why I like it um you know or not one of the reasons why I like it obviously I like it because it's an amazing game but uh there are these things that uh that Silent Hills helped me find that uh that I, genu- that I genuinely do enjoy I am a David Lynch fan um unapologetically um, and we, we can no longer be friends because of your stances, but <laughs> oh, that's
1: you know. shit. That's <laughs> fine. I have no problem with your beliefs. No, <laughs> Um, you know, I have, I have tons of friends who are really into him. Like it's yeah. not, you know, I recognize that I'm in the minority. Oh yeah.
0: He's definitely got his head up his own ass, but you know, it's just, yeah. it's just a matter of your tolerance for that. Um, another thing that I really liked about this, you know, I said it a little bit before, but you know, most of these, most of the other Silent Hill games, you, you know, they, 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 they thrive on like disgusting you. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, and, and, you know, definitely ex- exhausting you with just, uh, awful imagery. Uh, this one doesn't, it really just thrives on sorrow and depression. Right. And it's
1: well, And it's unnerving rather than disgusting. Right. You know, like disturbed rather than disgust. Right. Which are, which are, you know, that's a, an important distinction.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you've, we've talked about a lot in the, um, we talked about, what you got here in the notes uh, about the, the sexualized, uh monsters, one thing that I think to be a general truth is that I think it is perfectly acceptable and makes sense to get whore from sex,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but getting sex from whore is unacceptable. <laughs> like, you know, people who who can watch, you know, at you know at worst like tentacle rate, but there are people, you know, who who probably, you know, there are aspects of this that are, you know, maybe not this because it's designed not to be. But who elements that that share things with this, you know, as far as their grotesque horrificness, and that confuses them and gives them erections. <laughs> um, I don't think that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay. Like being scared of sex makes tons of sense to me, mm-hmm. but being you know se- you know sexy from from horror does not. Yeah. And this game is a real good expression of that idea.
0: It does. Yeah. It's and it's uncomfortable. It really is. Um right. But I, you know, Again, going back to. You know, the expressions, the the enemies being expressions of James's id. Uh, right. You know, very powerful if you want to be a, an armchair video game psychologist.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the game lends itself to English majoring. <laughs> yes, it does.
0: Okay. Um, so, I mean, negatives, I assume you're you you know going to have more negatives than I will. You know, most of my negatives are going to be uh, criticisms of the genre, you know, or at least 95% of the games that fall into, you know, this, uh, right. this genre. Right. Um, you know, the, the one thing that I don't like is that pyramid head has been kind of co-opted as the mascot for the series, whereas he exists for a specific purpose in this particular game. And I am one of those silent Hill fans who takes umbrage at his inclusion in any other silent Hill work.
1: Right. Well, he's, I mean, he's the most clearly striking, like that feels like a marketing thing to me because he's yeah. definitely like a real, he's the big daddy of a, of this game. You know, yeah. he, he is the, the striking thing you can, you can't put, you know, uh sorrow on a box <laughs> you know you can't you can't put regret on yeah. on on a poster mm-hmm. you know so you have to be able to have some kind of physical object and i think guess like when you, when you say that most of your negatives are just things that apply to the genre i would agree with that um i think that this game though more than you know other survival horror games you know deal with some of these themes not as well and not as completely but we'll deal with heavier themes mm-hmm. i think this game went close enough to the gulf to where it could have ditched a lot of dumb survival horror stuff and been better for it. Yeah. You know? So whereas other, you know, like as much as like, I love, you know, I love amnesia or like the penumbra series. Um, and those games have some, you know, psychic, you know, not psychic, um, psychological elements to them. Um, not to a great degree, but there's some
3: mm-hmm.
1: like, it's still the, 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 Slider is still close enough to to horror and game to where it should keep these survival horror elements. Whereas this game is so close and so strong, like if you we were playing to its strengths, it would have ditched a lot of the dumb survival horror shit, you know. And that's fine. Like what I'm asking for is like an art game that probably couldn't have been made in 2001, <laughs> right? You know, but just in the platonic ideal of this game being at its best, like if you had ditched all of those little things that that were annoying and just reduced the puzzle, like kept in some puzzles, but reduced you know some of the more tedious ones and just it would have been i don't know it would have been a better just straight up adventure game
0: and you know that's a question that you know you you have to ask a lot how much of a game does this need to be and you know how much do you strip away without making this a really shitty a a really shitty eight hour long movie
1: totally and then again another discussion we're going to have when we get to torment that i'm you know (laughs) i'm having with people on facebook right now on the facebook page but you know how much you know where that line goes but I, I feel like this game could have been uh, ditched a, a few more of those things yeah or maybe you know worked more of into the mechanics like the times where you have to you know to advance the game you have to reach into an unknown <laughs> you know that's a that's a something you have to do for the game and reinforces the theme like ditch anything that you you know doesn't reinforce the theme you know and there wasn't tons of stuff right but i feel like there was some stuff that was just a puzzle or a right. boss fight you know, and uh you know, ditch that stuff.
0: Yeah. Because it's not obligatory. You don't right. have to, you don't have to put that in there. It doesn't have to right. be your thing.
1: So yeah, but I mean that's really it. I mean this is I think this is unequivocally the best game we've done for the show. Really? Yeah. Like I mean this is this is probably like it's maybe not my favorite, but as far as like, <laughs> you know, qualitative, like, you know, it's definitely I think it's the best. Like, I love Final Fantasy Six, you know. I love that game, but I think this is this strives to be higher. Yeah. than that and to reach higher
0: than I'm, that i'm very happy to hear you say that and I'm, yeah, sad, a- I'm sad that that is only going to be the case for another episode and then and then it's going to be the you know it's good and then it's going to be torment
1: so yeah i don't know i think this this is a this is a wonderful game i'm really glad that this show gave me an excuse to, to play it
0: yeah and I'm, so- I'm excited to you know see you explore the rest of the series even, even though you know it's it's very clear that you have already experienced the best that it has to offer um, yeah,
1: well, I maybe wouldn't have got into it without the best. Like if yeah. I played, you know, something that were, if any point I got frustrated and stopped, like that might be it for the series. Right? You know, like I'm interested in the cosmology and and the idea of it and stuff like that. Um,
0: and you learn more about it. Like I know you're I know you're going to be going on a trip, and I know you're probably going to be playing clone, cl- Clonoa. Um <laughs> But uh, the first Silent Hill is definitely worth. Gut, gut, gutting your way through, especially as an as an introduction to the cosmology, um, and especially as um, a necessary prerequisite for playing Silent Hill three, which I think is a better game than Silent Hill two is. Even though, even is, if it's not a better game in the sense, is that you it just worth say. it? Even
1: if I'm intending to play the remake, yes. Okay, okay. Yes. well maybe it's like six bucks on on PS Network, and I'll probably beat Klonoa on the flight out there. So yeah. maybe I'll I'll grab it
0: yeah I I, I I highly recommend it um but then again this is this is my favorite series so um I'm not going to be the most reliable person to talk to about this, just like James isn't the most reliable narrator
1: <laughs> oh we to bring it back <laughs> so so you've heard at length like what we've you know, what we think about Silent Hill. Um, well, we got a lot of response yeah, about this
0: game. A ton of response.
1: Tons of response. So I just want to, we're going to read um, a little bit yeah. of that. So if
0: you would like to uh, get in contact with us to, uh, you know, send us your thoughts on the game, you can, you, you know, you can check and see what games we're going to be playing ahead of time on the website. You can email us at watch out for fireballs at duckfeed.tv. You can uh, talk to us on the Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash watch out for fireballs. Or you can call us at uh, 419-834-WOFF. Um, and we'll tell you where these responses came from so we can uh, give you a good
1: cross-section. Of, right, uh, we, have, the we have group. not gotten a voicemail in a while. Yeah, we so haven't. I would, I would love to hear hear a voicemail. Blow up our phone. Blow it yeah, up. Yeah, blow blow it up. <laughs> I know you guys have things to say about Klenoa. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of this game before now. What, what are you guys doing? What,
0: what is this? This
1: sucks. Yeah. And what is this anime shit? So just call us and leave a message and make fun of us for being, for having waifus. And that's, you know, so yeah. that's what we want to hear from you. Um, so do you want to go ahead? So this first response comes from Kyle. Uh, he is one of our Facebook buddies. And uh, Kyle says, Silent Hill was difficult for me to get into, and I ultimately let it go because of my bias towards the Resident Evil series. However, the game succeeds at being incredibly eerie, the ambience is morbid, and the strong sense of isolation, both physical and mental, are very well done. The character designs are extremely well done, being very serious and intense, especially for being PlayStation and PlayStation 2 releases, and the artwork is pretty amazing. I assume you're talking about Silent Hill 1 there as well? Yeah. I think for me, though, the hardest aspect to get over were the monsters. They didn't make much sense to me, coming across as bad Nightmare on Elm Street wannabes, but the series certainly has earned its place in the survival horror genre of games. And I think that without the series, games such as Dead Space wouldn't exist.
0: There's a lot to unpack there. Um, I, I'm sad about the state that that survival horror is in right now, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if Resident Evil's success is part of that but uh you know the, the, these other games at least you know such as Dead Space which is a game i love they wouldn't exist without Silent Hill but they but they but they're so far removed from what, what i think makes the series special
1: right even though and i you know you're the the series historian like a lot of the criticisms of the more recent games is that they've become really stagnant yeah as well so i mean to me like and i brought it up before like to me the the savior of of the survival horror genre is amnesia mm-hmm like amnesia is an incredible game yeah like have we been talking about this whole time and you have you not played amnesia no i've played amnesia
0: trust me i am i am mr survival horror i played amnesia the second that it became available on mac yeah i
1: mean those i think that's and those guys have a new game coming out and i think those are the the great white hope as far as survival horror goes as far as like innovation do
0: you you know know when do you know when that's going to drop
1: no i know the name of it is a machine for pigs (laughs) so (laughs) like amnesia a machine for pigs that is weird yeah, that is huh. a, a weird uh, weird title. But, yeah, and I, you know, and I, I kind of, so I disagree with Kyle as far as the monster design, obviously. Like, we both really like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I also have a bias towards Resident Evil, like, and I think we both like that series. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, you know, it, it it's, it, those are really fun games. Like, those are my first exposure to the genre. It was the first thing that taught me that this could be a genre. You know, I didn't play Alone in the Dark on a old computer or anything like that. Yeah. So, you know, that was, like, I love those games but i also feel like you know they have they have gotten a little bit a little bit worse as the tr- the traditional ones
3: mm-hmm. have
1: gotten worse as they've gone you know other than 2 which is really great but and you know i like 3 i like code veronica but they're worse than, than 2 right. you know you get diminishing returns
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then you know resident evil 4 came around which is an incredible incredible game but it's not a survival horror game <laughs> you know in in any traditional sense like it's not an adventure game you know, which is basically what survival horror games are. Mm-hmm. So I think, as far as like that series being kind of stagnant, like I understand the loyalty to it, but I also am, was interested in seeing other you know takes on the genre.
0: Right, and this is definitely the uh, the the hunts to Resident Evil's hinds. Um, right. You know, this right. is the other main pillar, um, and they they they, they you, can, you can see like where they they evolved alongside each other and then diverged, and then. Sp- are starting to kind of reconverge which is very weird but
1: and and I mentioned it before that you know I I've, I've been replaying Resident Evil 2 like largely just to to recontextualize it after playing this and like mm-hmm. there really is like a um you know there are things that that game does better as much as I love this game like you know Resident Evil 2 it's kind of fun to fight stuff mm-hmm. and it is never fun to fight things in Silent Hill you know like I didn't have fun in any of the fights really right. in this game like I just want and you you know that's not the point I get it but it still resulted in like a net loss of fun yeah. in that category. You know, there are things that that Resident Evil does better, um, but you know, ultimately, like I think that this is this is a stronger, like stronger game. Yeah. I can't speak for the whole series personally, but mm-hmm. I, I like this game better. Right. And that I, it'd be hard. It'd be hard to, if I put this up against Resident Evil Four. I think Resident Evil Four is a really good game.
0: It's a really good game that's way too long.
1: It's been a while since I played it. <laughs> I remember I think it's way too long.
0: It's a, it's a straight 24-hour game, dog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 24-hour game, dog. Yeah. Let's get our website up. Yep. 24-hour game, dog. <laughs> um, Sinertia,
0: uh via email says, let me just get it out of the way that I thought Silent Hill 1 was a scarier game when I played it in high school. That being said, I still feel like Silent Hill 2 is a much tighter game with a more evocative story. The game also has a much more deliberate pace with good story beats along the way embedded in the locations. The apartments, hospital, prison, and hotel move progressively through more and more frightening and surreal settings that operate as characters themselves. The introduction of twisted human characters that are severely damaged also brings up some reflection to the player about how James about James himself and why he is there along with them a bit of foreshadowing for the ending. Silent Hill 2 is very impressive and that it has much more controlled narrative that doesn't fly out of control as much as the first game. I enjoy, an en- I enjoy an enigmatic story as much as the next guy, but some threads feel like they just got thrown off and abandoned by accident rather than on purpose in Silent Hill 1. The second, ta- the second feels entirely deliberate with a satisfying and depressing conclusion. My all-time favorite video game scare is in the apartments, uh, when the then-unnamed Pyramid Head just appears... Uh, on the other side of the bars in the hallway glowing red. I was so freaked out that I took my only break during play here to go outside for a breather. I can't think of any games that have done this.
1: I, I have taken breathers during Amnesia, not to keep bringing <laughs> it back, but I do have no. to take breaks during that game. Um, had to stand yeah. up
0: and walk out of the room and be just be away from that screen.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something I've, I've read about um, horror games and PC on PCs and why that works better.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: part of it is your, uh, distance from the screen. Oh yeah. Like when you're playing a PC game, you're like really in like a world, like your whole world is that screen. Whereas you're like, you're on a couch. You're, you know, you see the rest of your room framing everything. You know, you're leaning back. I think there is something to that argument.
0: That is really, really an astute point. I, to, I wouldn't have thought of that.
1: It's, it's not mine. I, I don't remember where I heard it, but yeah. I didn't come up with it. Um, then those are great points. So um, yeah. I, I pretty much agree agree with all of that yeah. um, without knowing the Silent Hill One stuff. Would you Would you agree that Silent Hill One is a less kind of authored or intentional? Yes, I would
0: agree. that Silent Hill One is definitely poorly translated and poorly conceived. Um, there are a lot of um, quirks in the, uh, cosmo- in the in like the cosmology of of, uh, of Silent Hill that are introduced that uh, are that are carried throughout. I think it's definitely unnecessary. Play if you if you're wanting to if you're wanting to understand the series, uh, but yes, he is right. There there are holes. There are very large holes in what they present, and it leaves you know a lot of questions unanswered, which isn't necessarily necessarily a bad thing in and of itself. But what he gets into with like saying like it felt like an accident, intentionality. Is, right. is uh is is uh, is very important and you said something earlier earlier in the episode just like you know they 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 wouldn't have done that if it wasn't on purpose and there are a lot of things you know silent hill 2 there are a lot of things that they wouldn't have done if it wasn't on purpose
1: yeah very very assured yes. so yeah so that is, that is a great comment mm-hmm. um i got a quick comment here from uh my friend chuck on uh on facebook and just real quick i wanted to mention that we have tons of response to about this game in the the something awful thread like we often do, but again, um, it took the form of a discussion, much like the Metroid Fusion one did. So if you are on that forum, you've probably already read it. If not, it's $10, and it is will pay for itself a billion times over <laughs> in entertainment. It's the best $10 you can ever spend. Um, so go on there and check it out. There are tons of really smart people uh, talking about the games that, that we do often um, in that thread. So check that out, and we appreciate them playing along as well, even though we are not... Uh, condensing, you know, going through pages and pages of <laughs> argument to condense them into sound bites. Yeah. Um, so my my friend Chuck, he has to say this. Um, I haven't beat this game just yet, so I can't say a lot. What I can say is that it scares me. Not just the monsters coming at you, but as a whole, the lighting, and the sound design, just the whole ambience of it make it a very frightening game. Scary enough that I have to play it during the day. Uh, the two things that stood out to me were the lack of a HUD, which I'm not used to at all. And when you walk by an item the character turns his head and looks at it that was genius to my mind and I thought that it added to the whole experience that's about it is I'm still working on it, but most importantly I am still having fun playing it so yeah those are two two things that we didn't specifically talk about that are you know point out that are pretty clever little design touches yeah um, you know the lack of a HUD is really uh, you know and that's kind of a survival horror thing yeah you know but if you were coming to the genre fresh, mm-hmm. like that would be really neat yeah you know where's my health uh, yeah exactly like how do i know you know how how hurt i am um, and everything and then the other thing being that like you know james will look at interesting things in his environment um be they like items and pickups and things or you know corpses of monsters (laughs) so uh so i also enjoy that yeah
0: which is much more tactful than the resident evil way of of just playing like ooh, shiny
1: right right exactly yeah so hold on chuck yeah thanks
0: and then finally, Dennis says "Tuluka Prism prison was the high point of the game for me because it underlines everything that Silent Hill does so very well here more than anywhere else. I was certain that Pyramid Head was behind every corner and I actually took me and it actually took me a while to solve the gallows puzzle because I was too scared to go into the corridor where you could hear that thing breathing, even though there was no real danger becoming more and more comfortable throwing myself down the giant pits felt really like going mad. I knew each time I'd either die or wake up at the bottom, but I wasn't sure which was worse.
1: Yeah. That is, that is very true. I, I have in my notes here, I thought about if, if we were pressed for time, which we are totally not. <laughs> or I mean, if we, we had extra space to fill, reading some of the notes that I wrote to myself to you and then having <laughs> you interpret what what they are. Yeah. Um, but one of them is just breathing room, exclamation point. <laughs> and I was like, oh, does it mean I didn't have enough breathing room? But no, it's referring to that, that room that breathes <laughs> yep. that he's talking about. Um, uh, I love no. that he also talks about that, um, that execution room, which that when you first go into there, it's great because mm. it's it's an interior location, but your field of light only goes so far, mm-hmm. so it just goes on forever, you know, in in your eyes. Yeah, and that that's an awesome moment. Love it. Yeah. 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 So that that is a very good and and very um, very poetic, yeah. uh, comment. Exactly. I like that. I like his uh, his choice of words. Yeah.
0: So do you want to hop into the uh, deliber- the deliberation lake?
1: Yeah let's, yeah, let's 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 change this podcast into the dark deliberation version of it. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. um, <sighs>
0: boy, that was—God! Did you see all that grating? All, all all that? Uh, oh, wow.
1: All all I saw was my mom raping a wall. Over over. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, so.
0: Ooh. I saw I was in a, I was in a cave and I saw a snake in a vest rolling a donut.
3: But <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, so, but, uh so that's, that's
1: haunted. We've made a decision.
0: Yes, we have decided to uh, give the grand prize to Sinertia.
1: Sinertia, They're all all great comments. I like them all. Yeah. Um, going to give it to to Sinertia. Just uh, you know. Yeah, I like the idea of the, the human characters reflecting James. Like he just picked up on a lot of the intuition yeah. stuff that we also got. Yeah.
0: So yeah. thank you, Sinertia. You have been awesome about being in contact with us. So uh, reach out. Let us know what you want. Uh, we know that you are playing um, You playing Planescape already, so we cannot gift you that. But we will find some way to, uh, to respond to you. Uh, Sinertia has a great blog, actually, called Backlog Killer. Um, hmm. Which which you can uh, which you can find at backlogkiller.blogspot.com, I believe, um, and he is playing along with Planescape right now. Yeah, it is a it is a
1: great great blog. He's been doing Torment with us since we announced it more or less, and I I really can't recommend it enough. Like he's got a lot of great insight, and I can't wait to see which game he does next on the the backlog.
0: Awesome. So thank you, Sinertia. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can uh, follow the instructions at the, at, the, at the end of the episode. Um, let's talk about what's coming up on the show.
1: Yeah. So we've, uh, we've got a, a few different games coming up. Um, next we are doing Clandoa, um, the doorway to Phantomville, um, <laughs> which is, which is, uh, uh, it's on the doorway to Phantomville, Jack. <laughs> and, uh, the, that is available on the PlayStation network for $6. Um, it is a side scrolling platformer that I am amazed to see how anime it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is so anime, Yeah, but, um, you know, it's. I've been playing so far; it has been fun. Have you started that yet?
3: Yes,
0: I started it today.
1: Yeah, it is. It is fun. It is like a fun, fun platformer. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so we're doing that.
0: Yeah. After that, we're going to be doing a two-parter. It's going to be the uh, the entire um, like l- later half of April, and then the yeah, yeah. Let's just say all of April. Uh, Planescape Torment. Uh, we're yep. going to do part one. Uh, we're going to get through the lower
1: wards. Yeah. Um, so I. Uh, that was. So I would say around through the lower wards maybe into the clerk, clerk's ward. Okay. So I may have misestimated where the game splits in half. Um so but yeah kind of through when you're when you're nearing when you're going to leave uh Sigil. Okay. So that that has been my uh, big exciting game that I've wanted to do for like six months, on the show. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we've only been doing the show for six months, but for for at least half the time we've been doing the show, I've been wanting to to talk about that. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, after that, we are doing a uh, EVO, The Search for Eden. This is a uh, Super Nintendo game about evolution. That uh, is really, really awesome. Lots of anticipation when we told people about doing that game. So I'm really excited to see what people have to say about it mm-hmm. and to revisit it. Um, I implore you. I mean, actually, I'll, I'll make this caveat about Planescape. Planescape has really bad combat. <laughs> when you get to where you want to give up, just download a trainer or a save game editor and cheat. <laughs> like, you can do it fairly. Like, I just beat it without cheating on normal mode. It was frustrating. So I want mm-hmm. you to get through this game. Don't <laughs> let it discourage you.
3: Right.
1: EVO. Please play it with save states. Like, if you're one of the five richest kings of Europe, like you probably have a copy of it. <laughs> but um, you want to play with with save states because some of the bosses are just really infuriating. The, the game is really neat. I'm really looking forward to, to playing it and talking about it. But it does have too hard boss syndrome, and we do mm-hmm. not want to have a repeat of Metroid Fusion.
0: No, <laughs> oh, no, we don't. Oh, yeah. Man, so man.
1: just uh, you know, yeah. we'll just give yourself allow yourself to save at the beginning of each boss. Yes. And you'll thank yourself. Another pro tip, real quick. Evolving restores your health. Okay. So you can um, give yourself a vestigial horn that you're never going to use and remove it and re-add it over and over and over again to uh, restore your health. That's kind of a power-up. Neat. So, yeah.
0: And then after that we're going to be doing uh, uh, an episode on the Mac Venture games. So these are old point and click adventure games that uh, were originally for the PC uh, some time ago, or some kind of computer that were ported to the NES. This includes Shadowgate, Deja Vu One, and Deja Vu Two, and then what's the what's the other one? The the uninvited. The uninvited. Yep, these which are is the,
1: the first one I actually played. Oh, so. cool.
0: These are short, uh, little point-and-click adventure games. Again, save state's probably going to be good for you um, just because you know they, they are the, of the Sierra ilk where they will kill you for no reason. Um,
1: yeah, there's no penalty for dying, though. okay. Those games. Like, you don't have limited lives. You just end up like one or two choices behind when you died. Okay. Like Part of the fun is dying <laughs>
0: in
1: those games. So, yeah, you can do save states, but don't worry about Right. Don't worry about it. I would say the one exception to that is uninvited. So I feel mm-hmm. like there might be a section of uninvited you can screw yourself. And it's been a long time since I played it though. Okay. Yeah, and then we we have not discussed our next game. Yeah.
0: But if you want to suggest a game, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can time. get a hold of us at uh watch out for fireballs at duckfeed.tv or duckfeed.tv slash contact. Both of those will get to me. So uh, that's a pretty pretty good way to go about it. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash watch out for fireballs. Lots of discussion happening there. We have uh, we have are we're, we're getting more people. Um, every day which is good
1: yeah um, we're, we're nearing 75 yeah so you would be the lucky remember just <laughs> a few episodes ago when we were asking someone to be the lucky 50th <laughs> and now we're looking for the lucky 70 75th these if these were comic book issues these would all have silver foil covers so please be the silver foil friend a little baby podcast all grown up i know we're getting
0: there <laughs> um what else can i do
1: um you can also if you like uh the podcraft of cole ross And honestly, I don't know why you wouldn't. (laughs) Um, You should go to duckfeed.tv and check out his other shows. Um, He has a show called Those Damn Ross Kids. Um, It is a comedy show he does with his brother. Um, It is very funny. And uh, he also has a modern video game show called Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This. Um, That is kind of like a roundtable discussion. It's got different segments. Uh, Both are very good and very worth your time.
0: Yes. And if you like Gary's. podcraft and gary's writing and gary in general you can go to gary butterfield.net which is his uh portal to everything that he's done um tons of writing there lots of great stuff for you to check out um and uh, you can also check out his podcast from there as well the dead ideal valhalla which is uh which is a variety uh comedy program with uh, some great music i want to hear more of your music gary please please yeah. please finish I mean- finish the, you do, do something more.
1: <laughs> I know. I So this, I was going to finish the idea of a like, you know, do the, the finale of it this last weekend, but I ended up being under doctor's orders to take it easy. Uh-huh. I have had some, some medical stuff. So not that podcasting is that <laughs> intense of work, but I did not want to, to stress myself out with like nine hours of editing. Right. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm still intending on, on finishing that. I do have a special kind of thing coming up that is of seven interest to people on the show Mm-hmm. Um, before I did Dead Idea of a I did a podcast called The Butterfield Family DinoCast, which is a round c- table discussion on odd works of media.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I'm visiting home for vacation. And when I do, I like to record one or two episodes of that and release those. So I'm doing one on the video game works of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so me and uh, five of my friends have each picked out one Arnold Schwarzenegger video game to play through to completion. And we are going to talk about it and digress and... Make like dick jokes, awesome. Most likely, but uh, I it will be in you know not great sound quality because we don't each have a mic, but hopefully it will be funny, and you will finally be able to learn like how Last Action Hero the video game ended. So in case you were you were wondering, so.
0: and you know I was.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know, last Action Hero is he the Last Action Hero? Who, who knows? Is he a hero? How much action is there? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, questions. that's awesome.
1: <laughs> so, and that that should be out. Um, you know, I, I leave uh, this the end of this week, so it should be out in a couple weeks. So watch that uh, blog if you're interested in that. Sweet. Um, and then
0: just in general, you know, the usual podcast spiel. Please, uh, please, you know, rate us, review us on iTunes. Recommend us to your friends. Word of mouth is really all that we have. Uh, seems like I'm kind of going through the motions here, but that's just because I'm really tired. Yeah, uh, we're, we're both <laughs> very tired. And yeah. there's a
1: huge... And I am way less justified in it. Like, there's a huge time difference. Like, it's only like 10 o'clock here, and I'm super tired. But it's, you know, like... 4 p.m. the next day for Cole. And, <laughs> like, so so I'm really torturing him by doing this like torturing him like double torturing him like not only does he have to edit this huge podcast but um, it is also really really late. yeah And uh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so please, please help us out by reading and reviewing us and all, all that stuff that helps out tons and we do not have another way to get people to listen to the show. So mm. we need your help yeah. um, to do so. In addition to that, um, I would say that uh, euthanasia is complicated.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you should consider, you know, every every action you do leaves you with a shadow, you know. So everything you do, there, there are going to be consequences. You need to think about that. Um, <laughs> um, you know, we are but, you know, grains of sand. Every choice we make is just this mixed bag. And, you know, if we can eke out just a tiny little bit of happiness in this life, we've, su- we've succeeded, you know, in, in the face of all of the misery that there is. There are uh, a million
0: little strings attached to every decision that you make.
1: Right. You in can addition, destroy
0: your life in a single instant and not realize it th- until 20 years later.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So. We're also all made of stars. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. But some of us are made of fireballs. And you should probably watch and, out for them. And you should watch out for them. <laughs> Stretching it. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> all oh, right. Okay. for our game.dog <laughs> game,
0: uh, let's let's pay uh, one hundred eighty thousand hundred and eighty thousand for the dot dog <laughs> top level domain name <laughs> game.dog um, <laughs> um, <laughs>